When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we're back! Hooray! It's us again in the main feed! Yay! <laughs> we're live! <laughs> Ish. Well, yeah, two days late. Yeah, to be fair, with the amount of editing that this uh, show gets, I none. <laughs> it's basically live. We just leave everything in. <laughs> it's like it's the radio. Um, just think of us. Think of us as just streaming straight into your homes or wherever mm. you choose to listen. <laughs> um, yeah, we are back. We went on holiday. We've uh, had a little rest. We've mm. seen some sunshine, which is more sure than we have. did in this place for most of the last. <laughs> Gear. <laughs> Very true. Yes, we've each been on holidays. We are well rested and back for some autumn shenanigans. <laughs> and fittingly, the Sweet Body Gang are back in school for the first Thank time in God. what feels like forever. Honestly, I'm like, it's been so long since someone stood near a locker and just like, please go to school. <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, the the quality of education they're getting there, debatable. However, hmm. at least they're in the build. Yeah, small mercy. <laughs> we will take them being in the building as a win. Because <laughs> uh, we are starting a whole new trilogy, and it literally is a trilogy this time, listeners. For real this time, they're not actually trying to trick us. <laughs> <laughs> Three parts. It was literally published in a single volume with mm-hmm. the trilogy in it. So, you know, we don't have any surprises in store. It's not going to suddenly, you know, turn out to be a five-part quartet or <laughs> Or something else defying the laws of mathematics. Mm. It is three parts. And the first one is called Jessica Quits the Squad. The drama. I love it. 
Oh, and it is an old school drama. Mm. Um, so we will start as usual with tag line and blurb. And Karen, can you share the tag line, please? I can indeed. And it is most tantalizingly the two words that are cheerleading madness. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and let me tell you, listeners, it doesn't disappoint. <laughs> it's it's kind of a return to like old school Sweet Valley in a way that it's like it's the stakes. The stakes are low, you know, it's just cheerleading. It's fine. There's no murders. There's no fraud being committed. Uh, <laughs> no fake kidnappings. We're all just <laughs> in school getting mad at some cheerleaders. It's perfect. <laughs> it is literally cheerleading madness. <laughs> and here is the full blurb. Jessica Wakefield finally meets her match when beautiful Heather Malone moves to town. Irish surname never bodes well. Suzanne Devlin, Heather Mm -hmm. Malone. (laughs) (laughs) I will continue. Not only is Heather glamorous and popular, she's also the best cheerleader Sweet Valley High has ever seen. She has big plans for the squad, including stealing Jessica's role as captain. Oh my God. Outraged at the idea of sharing the spotlight. Well, <laughs> that's in character. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jessica starts the biggest feud in cheerleading history. <laughs> Elizabeth Wakefield should be happy that Jessica is falling in love with Ken Matthews. <laughs> but instead, she tries to keep them apart. Is Elizabeth really in love with her boyfriend, Todd Wilkins? Or is she harboring a secret passion? For Ken. <laughs> Book one in this riveting three-part miniseries. Will the Sweet Valley cheerleaders make it to the top? <gasps> wow, that is a blurb. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and the book does live up to it. Uh, but does the cover, Karen? Can you describe it? I can. So, of course, I am describing the American cover. Um, yes. Because those are the good ones, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> So yes, we have yeah. So Jessica quits the squad. Uh, it's a good cover. I like this yeah. one. Like we've, I think we've 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 just had to come to terms with the new artist, new artwork. The twins don't look like the twins anymore. But look, we're all, we're just gonna have to get over it and keep it moving. <laughs> so for this one, we have uh, kind of two main images um, on this one on the lower half again because we still have the, the floating twins as they used to look. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so on the left hand side, we have Jessica and Ken uh, smooching. (gasps) But again, doesn't look like Jessica, doesn't look like Ken. Uh, They're they're two blonde teens. (laughs) Yeah, we know what Ken looks like. And it is the cover of Lovestruck. Exactly. Or the one where he's blind. (laughs) That fatal night (laughs) that wasn't really fatal. Yeah. (laughs) I'm putting the cover, the title of that one out of my head, because my brain, because it's... Is very inaccurate. Didn't make sense. Um, but yeah, so we've got Jess in her like cheerleading uniform. Um, she's kissing Ken, so he's wearing his quarterback outfit uniform as well. Like I guess <laughs> he's got his like red uh, football jersey, his gladiators jersey, I guess, and his big like shoulder pads for um for you know because it's American football. He's holding um I think like the football helmet is in his hands down low. Oh yeah, but yeah, he's got his arm around her. It's um yeah, it's it's a he's- good little portrait. 
He's got one arm around. The other one's just sort of hanging there. I know he's holding the helmet, but you think mm. he was really into it, but he just dropped it. He did probably drop it. <laughs> Sorry, I just realised I said, I know he's holding his helmet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was kind of dancing around the phrasing, but you look fair enough. I only realized it after I'd said it. <laughs> yeah. uh, he also has some very extremely 90s boy hair. Oh my God. The first that we have seen of these uh, bookers. I think so. Yeah. We might mm. have had like a, a hint of it before, but none is full on. This is full on boy band hair like this. Yes. Yeah. This is a Backstreet Boy hair. This is a Backstreet Boy, 100%. Yes. Um, or what more pertinent to this side of the Atlantic, it is Mark from Take That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Definitely see that too. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's full on boy band. But look, yeah, we are we're deeply in the mid 90s at this stage. So like at least, at least, you know what, at least the teens look like teens. They never did true, before. True. <laughs> I'm not sure they look like teens in the other part of the cover though. Yeah, maybe less so. But this is a fun bit as well. I do like this because it's quite dynamic and it is kind of funny too. So it's got like, we can see maybe three, four members of the cheer squad uh, mid-routine. So we've got Heather on one side with her arm straight up holding a pom-pom. But like her other arm is straight out, but it's kind of in Jessica's face, which is very funny. And it looks like Jessica is kind of just like a beat or a half a beat behind the rest of them. So it actually does portray quite well what goes on in the book yeah actually like even if, even if this kind of pom-pom in the face <laughs> episode doesn't exactly happen it does kind of encapsulate the vibe I think between Heather and Jessica because we've got Heather like beaming straight to camera Jessica's kind of half her face is hidden by a friggin pom-pom and she's kind of just looking across <laughs> at Heather like what the fuck <laughs> so it is I do quite like this uh this bit of it despite the fact that yeah they look like they're 30 but you know yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's still a good a good little cover vignette I'm into this one well the cover and the blurb uh, are matched, I think, by the old school ridiculousness of this mm. book. But speaking of old school, just a little heads up. There was a lot of very, very dodgy talk about diets and mm. uh, body image in this book. So just, you know, yeah. be prepared for that. Just uh, don't let it yeah. take you Un- by surprise. Unfortunately, a return to form for Sweet Valley also means shit diet issues. Oh my God. I mean, these are some of the worst that we've seen in a long time. It's been so good for so long in that in in terms of like yeah the weird kind of food relationship stuff. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So this is it. We've got to take the good with the bad when it comes to uh, to throwbacks. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and things going back to normal for this school. So that also means horrible food issues, unfortunately. But just yeah, FYI, it is going to come up a bit. Well, speaking of horrible food, we begin at the at the Dairy Burger and Ken. Hooray! <laughs> he's, he's truly great. back. He's oh, it's so lovely to see him. Like he was just gone and just off screen for so long, and it was so nice to see him kind of towards the end of the last desperate series. Yeah, uh, and he's got such a kind of front and center role now in this arc, and it's just lovely that he's back because he's just he remains consistently just a really sound character. Yes, which I just enjoy so much. He, he's a human Labrador puppy. He really is. He's like, Mr. Peanut Butter. butter. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, he approaches the cheerleaders and he congratulates them on their excellent job. Yeah, I think is it they're just after a, a game. Um, apparently yes. Ken, Ken had thrown the pass that clinched the whole thing. Um, so, uh, so everyone's delighted with Ken, but everyone's also delighted with the cheerleaders because they did such a good job out there on the field. 
And of course, Jessica takes full responsibility for the triumph. <laughs> We're told that even though she shared the title of co-captain with Robin Wilson, she considered herself the true team leader. And, uh, and then we're told, after all, she put in more time and energy into the squad than Robin did. This bitch has not gone near that team in literal <laughs> months. <laughs> That's so true. She was nowhere near practice for ages. Like, is the whole thing with Jeremy was that she was losing who she really was and she wasn't keeping up with any of her friends and definitely not at cheerleading practice. So this is actually, yeah, the nerve of this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently Robin's good at like the admin, but Jessica's the brains behind the squad find that hard to believe. (laughs) That is so rude. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently they're a good team because there's no rivalry between them. And then... This is so bad. Um, Robin wasn't at all competitive with Jessica. On the contrary, she was just happy to be co-captain. After all, not so long ago, Robin hadn't even been a cheerleader. We get a whole reminder of her tragic backstory with no reminder of how Jessica bullied her Mm -hmm. into an eating disorder. Yep. (laughs) We're just pretending like that did not happen. But also the way all this was worded, my notes were just like, please, Robin and Annie are secretly plotting Jessica's murder and we all know it. (laughs) I mean, spoiler alert, we get reminded about the backstory with Annie later Mm. on. And again, no responsibility taken by any of these bitches. It's gas, because I feel like most of this squad, it consists of girls that Jessica has fucked over at one point or another (laughs) to varying degrees of like absolute psychopath behavior. And I'm just like, it's just so funny that she sees herself as this like leader of the team, whereas surely they all fucking hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Including Robin, who we might recall used to have a backbone. Uh, Like remember when she turned them down? Like when Oh, she turned down the PBAs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like what is what has happened to you, Robin? I'm very disappointed, but Anyway, uh, apparently mm. she never steals the limelight. And today, apparently, Jessica is getting the, quote, attention and admiration <laughs> she felt she deserved. So good. It's like, yeah, everybody's <laughs> congratulating Jessica on the squad's performance. So like, she's delighted because this is just all she ever wants is to be the centre of attention and for everyone to tell her how brilliant she is. So she is just living her best life in the Dairy Burger this evening. <laughs> she is. And they keep saying, I, I don't know whether we're meant to think, wow, she's an absolute sociopath. But they keep <laughs> repeating, like, nothing made Jessica happier than being in the spotlight. Like, she loves people paying attention to her. They just keep repeating. It's like, is this meant to be sympathetic? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we get it. She likes attention. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she knows she's uh, being checked out by the guys and she feels prettier than ever. Um, And uh, she knows that one person in particular has his eyes on her. Hashtag poor Ken. (laughs) Lovely Ken. Yeah, um, he he keeps looking over at her, but every time she kind of catches him, he blushes and looks away because he's just the sweetest. (laughs) Well, all the other cheerleaders fawn over Jessica and like go on about how brilliant she is. Mm -hmm. And Robin smiles and is like, oh, you're such a great teacher. Um, Find it hard to believe Robin would ever be like that with Jessica, but anyway. Um, (laughs) And Maria raises a glass of soda in a toast. But before they can clink, the room goes silent. (laughs) This is hilarious. It's like a scene from a Western or something. Like the entire place 
she's like, a hush falls over the crowd and the dairy burger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some some blonde girl has walked in, apparently, and like literally everybody goes quiet. It's <laughs> gas. Jessica's really annoyed that this stranger has interrupted Maria's toast in her <laughs> honor because that's normal behavior. And uh, yeah, apparently all the guys look like they're about to fall over because they're just like drooling over this girl. Apparently she's just like the hottest blonde they've ever seen. So, of course, this will not stand. Well, the girl orders a Diet Coke with lemon and uh, Jessica's like, oh, Diet Coke lemon. And, um, <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jessica's feelings towards Heather, for which is she, listeners, mm-hmm. um, are like so hilariously um, knee-jerk from the start. <laughs> like there's no basis initially for dislike of her. No, none whatsoever. She hates her because she's hot and she's blonde. Like that. Yes. That's it. That's enough. That is it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jean says that's probably how she f- stays so thin as the stranger walks out. Um, everyone's still silent, by the way. And as my notes say, if Heather didn't, didn't turn out to be a psychopath, I'd feel sorry for her in this moment, having arrived in this ridiculous town where everybody <laughs> literally shuts up and stares at her when she walks in. Honestly, it sounds so awkward, but she apparently takes it all in her stride. But like, it is so over the top because like, as soon as the door <laughs> swings shut behind her, apparently Bruce Patman yells out, whoa, mama. Because <laughs> no one has any chill in this fucking town. Oh my God. Seriously, they continue to prove this throughout this book. Rick Hunter, wherever the hell he is, mm. exclaims, major babe. Oh my God. It's very... Uh, the same energy as the extras in the TV yeah. show just off screen saying shit like that going ooh yeah she's amazing <laughs> my notes say worthy of the TV extras and oh, our five beta alpha sisters will know just how extra the extras are <laughs> so true so Jessica's more enraged than ever and uh, she watches as the girl gets into a white convertible Mazda Miata with cheerleader plates oh my gosh I I mean I didn't go to the effort of actually looking this up but I mean there's there is I'm sure there's like a character limit on those kinds of plates so is it just like cheerleader like <laughs> cheerleader plates when like one Bruce one is probably the longest thing you can get on a license plate there's no consonants or vowels in it Cheerle- it's just cheerleader just... <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Jessica, who does not have any turn in her place, has to, has to change the subject, get attention back on herself. Yes, so she loudly uh, asks, who psyched for the victory barbecue at the beach? And the extras kick off again. Ooh, it's so that energy. Because, yeah, it's like different voices echo around the room saying things like, I am, I am, and huh. wonderfully, party on! <laughs> And then Jessica proves just how incredibly cool she is by saying she's made a great tape of all her favourite dance songs. Uh, That's fair enough. In case anyone gets the urge to boogie down. And then she starts moving her arms around in the air and snapping her fingers. What are you doing, Jessica? Lila asked. Are you losing it? I'm boot dancing, Jessica announced. It's the latest thing. It's in fact, it's so late that I just invented it this minute. Oh my god. But apparently, ev- apparently, ev- apparently everyone laughs at the joke and I'm like, what hey. joke? Or are they just laughing at her acting deranged? In a 
<laughs> We're told that uh, she, she's pleased that everyone's laughing. And once again, she was the centre of attention. Back where I belong, she thought with a smile. And I'd say, absolute psychopath. <laughs> Genuinely, she was so furious when everybody wasn't looking at her for those couple of seconds. Like, it was just too far. <laughs> like, the thing is, if she had been doing her little booth dancing and sort of clearly taking the piss and being sort of silly, might have been mm. quite charming. But instead, mm. it's like, oh, look, what I've got a great new craze. Haven't I? Hilarious. Uh, it just makes me more annoying. No. <laughs> Such a tryhard. I don't understand how anyone in this school thinks she's cool. I know, but look, you know, yeah. <laughs> Why are we surprised? There's, there's also so much more to come. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Just got to say now, both Wakefields are absolutely unhinged. In oh this my book. God. But both of them have just lost all sense and reason completely. <laughs> Usually they kind of take it in turns, but this time they're both just like, yeah, they've just thrown all logic out the window. <laughs> it's true. So later at the beach party, she feels sad and she wonders if she'll ever find a boyfriend again. I mean, I think you're pretty safe, Jessica. Like, you've literally never gone further than about a week. Mm. Um, so we get a little recap of her recent romantic travails. Yes, the little the Jeremy recap. I'm like, let's not waste any time talking about that fucking creep. <laughs> I'm amazed they even mentioned it though. Like, I, I thought it would be out of sight, out of mind. Like Robbie November. Oh my god, you're so right. <gasps> I don't. He he's not in it at all. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I was wondering, would he turn up? Like, there's a oh, you know, wow. Lila's like you know, socializing, going to parties. Yeah. Where's Robbie? <gasps> Nowhere to be seen. I oh. can't believe I didn't even cop that until you literally just said it there. Yeah, it's so weird because it does, in a way, it feels like this book is like a fresh start kind of, that we're kind of, yes. we're in school, this cheerleader drama, like forget all the weird stuff that just happened. So it's like, yeah, it's funny the things they decide to bring through into the next series and the things they just leave behind. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. For all, Robbie, he wasn't the worst. He really wasn't. <laughs> so uh, Jessica's feeling sorry for herself, but then who should sit down next to her saying, what's a beautiful girl like you sitting, doing, sitting alone, watching the sunset? Oh, it's our favourite Labrador, other than um, Prince Arthur. It's, uh... <laughs> Prince Albert! <laughs> Prince Albert! Jesus! <laughs> Prince Arthur's the one from Santa Dora. <laughs> uh, it's neither of them. It's Ken, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's he's big, uh, sort of shining in the sunset, uh, which brings out the bl- his blonde beauty and Ooh. Jessica realises how handsome he is and it's like she's seeing him for the first time and uh, we're reminded of how kind he was at the end of the last book you know mm. when she was going through the hard time with um, Jeremy proving to be a criminal yeah, yeah. and <laughs> she wants to thank him but they have a little sort of awkward moment where they both try and uh, break the tension mm. Yeah, they both kind of start talking at the same time. So they kind of laugh awkwardly. Jessica blushes. It is very sweet, I have to say. I Like, as as annoying as Jessica can be, the scenes with Ken are very cute. They are very cute. I can't believe I'm saying this, but mm. it's true. Because so, so often, like, yeah, so often couple scenes are just really nauseating in Sweet Valley or all the kind of Liz and Todd stuff usually is just very oh. like, oh my God, keep it moving, lads. No one has any cute banter, like, or it's rare enough that they do. But, uh, but yeah, the Jess and Ken stuff is actually very enjoyable, which is surprising. It, it is. It's charming. <laughs> yeah. um, so Ken suggests the swim and they frolic in the waves. Mm. Meanwhile, Todd and Liz are snuggling on the sand. And Todd is just hilariously 
over-the-top kind of drippy in this book. He just keeps making all these really kind of needy romantic statements all the way through. He's just, yeah, it's it's constant pronouncements from this guy. Like, <laughs> and it's like, obviously Liz has some stuff, internal stuff going on, but even without that, you'd be like, oh my God, would he ever just take it down enough? Yes! Because <laughs> he's like, I could sit like this forever, just feeling you next to me, watching the water. Are you as happy as I am? And it's like, oh, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> she is not listening because her attention is laser focused on the couple that are frolicking in the waves. So, of mm. course, her uh, attention is caught up with uh, with watching Jessica and Ken. Yeah, so Todd's asking her about going on a double movie date with Rhea and Winston, but um, she's more uh, concerned with the, the waterfront frolickers. And eventually she says she'll go, but we realise that she's feeling a bit queasy as she looks at the couple in the water. Mm. So the lovebirds emerge from the the ocean and the sun is pretty much set and Ken makes his move. He does, yeah. So like they're they're standing really close to each other and uh, he tells her that he thinks that she's really terrific. Um, so Jessica's like, oh, oh my God. Um, she's like totally charmed by Ken's awkwardness and sincerity. Aww. It's like, yeah, snap, because this is just... <laughs> Lovely. But um, she kind of realizes that the no one can see them as well because it's dark now. So she steps towards him um, and uh, they kiss. <gasps> and it is, it's, it's cute. It's cute. Again, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> well, meanwhile, Liz and Todd are still sitting on the beach. They're gazing at the stars when all the gangs start hooshing and hollering like the classy folk they are. Yes. And uh, Todd is like, oh, it's just Bruce showing off the spotlights on his father's new Jeep because apparently he's abandoned one Bruce one for the night in favour of his dad's new Jeep Cherokee. I don't know, did like Jeep Cherokee sponsor this book or something? Because it's very gratuitous. Did they need to rehab Jeep's image after the fucking death trap Jeep? <laughs> Good point. But uh, yeah, so apparently Bruce is causing a commotion with this new Jeep and kind of showing off um, the spotlights, apparently. But uh, when he switches on the lights, uh, apparently <gasps> they, they shine directly on a couple deeply engrossed in a kiss. So, of course, Todd is like, oh, isn't that Jessica and Ken? And Liz is like, it couldn't be. And her voice is shaking. Like, she's really taking this weirdly hard because uh, uh, Todd's like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely them. Looks like there's a new couple on the horizon. Um, and he's all jokey about it. But Liz is like, it can't be. Laughing and splashing in the waves is one thing, but kissing? Jessica and Ken everyone starts clapping like it's a huge deal <laughs> and everyone's clapping except for Elizabeth <gasps> well we cut to Monday morning and uh, the twins are going to school in their jeep the death jeep by the, the way but I still cannot believe they are driving that thing was fucking written off and also surely the fucking trauma of it would be like I am never getting in that thing again <laughs> I, yes I will ride in the jeep that I was driving when my sister's boyfriend was killed in a crash and I Jessica will go in the jeep that my boyfriend died in oh. okay fine sure <laughs> so where uh, Le- Jessica, I mean, again, you'd think they'd have learned about driving this Jeep safely. She's bobbing around corners oh as they head to school. Not, say, I just I just know they're not even wearing seatbelts. Like. <laughs> literally just going to say not a seatbelt to be seen, no doubt. No. <laughs> so uh, Jessica apparently uh, can't wait to be to arrive in school because Liz is like, uh, slow down, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Because um, Jessica uh, is assuming, probably rightly, worryingly, that she's going to mm-hmm. be showered with praise, her favourite thing, for the cheerleaders' performance on Friday. But uh, that's not the only reason she's looking forward to school. No, so she has two reasons to be excited. And of course, the second one is that she's looking forward to seeing Ken. 
<gasps> Liz has to look away from her sister. And she wished she could tell Jessica what she was feeling, but it's impossible. Um, and uh, the reason is, Jessica didn't know that Liz had to fling with Ken. Except oh we do. God. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I don't know, am I happy or not that we actually did Elizabeth's secret diary before this? Because I didn't realise that was going to turn out to be a plot point, like all that diary stuff. Yeah. So I do feel like it would have been a huge shock reading this, not expecting that to be a thing, you know? I was wondering, because um, I couldn't find my copy of the of the secret diary, like I wondered, did that come out first? And then they were sort of, this was, you know, they're hmm. retconning. Or did they do this? And were like, oh, we better have some, like... Yeah, some official acknowledgement of this alleged affair. Yeah, or, you know, maybe maybe we're, we can actually give them like the tiniest bit of credit. Maybe they actually planned this out. Oh, yeah, you, know, you know, I'm saying it and I'm not believing it. I'm losing faith <laughs> in the argument as I'm saying the words. I'm like, were they ever that organized? No, they couldn't keep track of a three, four, five part series <laughs> a few months ago. So you know, scratch that, forget I said anything. <laughs> well, that secret diary is officially canon now because yeah. we get a full week up of their romance while old Tuttles was off in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminded it was intense, but it ended because they just were too guilty and they knew they couldn't sort of come out in the open. Um, but we are told this kind of, you know, is quite weirdly convincing because they've opened up. I mean, it would be convincing if there'd been any acknowledgement of it in the last like 60 months. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're told that the romance was intense, uh, but um, because they'd broken it off so quickly, it didn't have a chance to cool down naturally, didn't have a natural end. So basically, there's a lot of loose ends. Mm. Um, and Liz wonders if she still has feelings for Ken. Yeah, the whole thing is just very, very unresolved feeling for Liz, at least anyway, because she's just like, yeah, what? Oh, God, it was just kind of it's stirring everything up. And she's starting to realise that, yeah, maybe it wasn't the clean break that uh, they kind of thought it was. Yeah. And she does want Jessica to be happy after the whole Jeremy mm. fiasco. But she thinks, why did it have to be Ken? <gasps> and the idea of the two of them together drives her crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we cut to the school um, where Jessica is disappointed because where's all her admirers? Genuinely, she's standing at her locker forlorn because people aren't swarming around her telling her how great she is. Like that really is just her preferred way of being. <laughs> That's just the way they phrase it. Uh, apparently she's taking her time hanging out in the hallway like on her own, wanting to give people a chance to shower her with praise. I'm very generous of you. Oh my God. She's a very beneficent and uh, benevolent leader. Yes, she is. <laughs> and uh, she's all dressed up for the occasion. Oh, she sure is. Yes, she's decided to get dressed up because uh, she had Ken in mind and she wants to uh, to impress him with uh, some of her favourites from the wardrobe. <laughs> and uh, we could describe this because it is relevant in a minute to the plot. Oh, I think. that's true. Yes. Okay, yeah. So uh, so her, her kind of her outfit for looking her best for Ken is uh, <laughs> her favourite faded blue jeans uh, and her blue and gold gauzy blouse that looks like it's from the 60s. Well, apparently she'd wondered if it was her style, but she decided she'd seen blouses like it in fashion magazines and, mm. you know, so she knows it's right. And um, I'm wondering about the gauzy style, but, you know, 60s and 70s stuff was very in, in the mid-90s. That's true. So this is oh, yeah. weirdly accurate Plus, for this also, theory. This. Everybody's, uh, everybody's wearing headbands as well in this book. So I guess we were kind of in the, some kind of 60s revival in Sweet Valley at least. Yes, <laughs> Alice fans. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So, so Heather was dressed throughout like she's in 1987. <gasps> so I don't know. Oh my god! 
hundred percent. But yeah, so I guess, you know, it's a departure from silk blouses. So I guess that's <gasps> something to uh, to make note of. <laughs> At least, you know, she's she's diversifying somewhat. <laughs> well, she sees a crowd coming, I guess, round the corner at the end of the corridor. And uh, Ken is among them. Mm-hmm. So she's delighted, ready to pose and uh, attract his <laughs> attention. But then Lila runs up and is all like, did you see her? Jessica's like, what are you talking about? And Lila says she's talking about Heather Malone. That's right. So the girl that was at the Dairy Burger who caused such a big hoopla with the guys uh, has apparently transferred to Sweet Valley. So she's a new student uh, and apparently all the guys are flirting their heads off with her. Uh, so Jessica's trying to like, keep it cool, keep the head. She's like trying to sound casual and she's like, okay, whatever, big deal. Um, like what's the what's the headline news? But uh, Lila says apparently she reckons Heather's going to be very popular judging from the reaction she's getting. Um, and Jess is really trying to downplay how annoyed <laughs> she is by this whole thing. Because <laughs> uh, Lila's very taken with her straight away and reckons that she's someone we might we might want to know. She seems like our type. Um, mm. And apparently she also heard her saying about how she was a big deal on her old cheerleading squad. Uh oh. So <laughs> Jessica more or less keeps her cool. She knows Lila's trying to rile her up. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, oh, I don't get what the fuss is about. Big deal is a relative term. And that sounds insanely. Besides, <laughs> she's probably got some major personality flaw. Oh my God. And again, it's this thing where like, yes, Heather is kind of a dose as we find out, but it's just mm. that I hate when Jessica's right like this because yes. off the bat, she is basing this on absolutely nothing. Like, Lila rightly thinks Jessica sounds very jealous, but uh, yeah. Jessica's like, I know I don't like anything about this girl. And we're told she's mad that for the second time in a row, this Heather Malone had stolen her thunder. That's what oh it all comes God. down to. Truly, that is the source of any kind of bad feeling towards her. It's like she was being toasted in the dairy burger and bit walks in with her diet coke request. How dare she? <laughs> well, Heather uh, approaches them and Annie introduces her to Jessica and Lila and Lila praises the Mazda Miata. Um, Jessica's appalled by this little bonding session. And when Heather says like she, you know, she needs a tour guide to drive around town, would Lila like to come for a ride in her sports car? Uh, Lila agrees and Jessica thinks, I'll be your tour guide. I'll show you the way right out of town. <laughs> I fully read that in like gangster voice as well. <laughs> I love that Jessica's internal monologue just naturally lends itself to that kind of way. <laughs> She's an OTG. She is an OTG. She just goes full dame every so often. It's <laughs> fucking great. But um, yeah, so when uh, Heather says hello to her, like she, kind of the first thing she says to her, uh, and it is, you know, there's a weird tone here because she's, oh, what an mm. adorable little blouse you're wearing. It's so, uh, she pauses and goes, retro. And it does not sound like a compliment. <laughs> it's because of the pause, yeah. I think. Because uh, Jessica is like, oh, retro? And mm. uh, we're told, not knowing exactly what Heather meant, but pretty sure it wasn't a compliment. Though, you know, mid-90s, it actually could have been delivered as oh, a compliment. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, it's the way, I think the adorable thing is very condescending. Yes. The pause really yes, sets it up as like, exactly. this is kind of a, a backhanded compliment for sure. Um, so uh, Jessica thinks, oh, I knew I wasn't going to like this person. <laughs> um, and Heather herself is dressed, now you'll describe it later, but mm-hmm. my notes say, like a young executive on Casual Friday. It's it's Lucille Bluth Corey, you know, it's... <laughs> Just, <laughs> she's a divorcee, you know, she's out on the town. <laughs> she's not a 16 year old in 1995. 
Nope. <laughs> uh, but she is dressed in, uh, shall we say, an expensive um, mm. way. And Lila or Jessica realizes that's what Lila meant when she said Heather was our type. She means Lila's type, super mm-hmm. rich. Yes. And Heather's like, yeah, you know, retro, like from the 60s. Helen, Heather explained authoritatively, that look is very trendy these days. And uh, Jessica's looking at the others and is like, oh, why or won't they acknowledge that she's insulting me? But uh, no one else seems to notice. No. And I guess Heather obviously deploys it in such a way that like, it's only Jessica that's getting annoyed yeah. by this. And everyone else is like, if she oh, wants yeah. to bring it up, they'd be like, what are you talking about? She said your blouse was nice. Get over it. But yeah, Jessica is just left seething anyway, because uh, Heather takes off with a group of adoring fans trailing behind her. So yeah, her, her good mood has been ruined. And uh, this is all Heather's fault. <laughs> well, at lunch, she's continuing to give out about Heather <laughs> and uh, and her t- retro and trendy comments. And Lila's like, she was complimenting you. But Jessica's like, Ugh it's when it's trendy considered a compliment um, so she's appalled that none of her close pals can see through as she sees it Heather's uh, uh, bitchy ways <laughs> and uh, she almost drops her fork of fettuccine and Alfredo as Heather approaches their table Yes, because Annie has brought her over to uh, to have her join them for lunch. So Jessica is further infuriated by all of this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's kind of, you know, people are just asking her how she's getting on and is she finding her way around okay? So Heather's like, yeah, everyone's so friendly and so nice. Uh, but then someone brings up the guys. I think Annie is like, oh, especially the guys, because apparently they're all just falling all over Heather. Oh, of course they are. And Heather's like, you know, I have to say, though, the guys seem pretty immature here. So Jessica's like, oh, what the fuck is this? She's insulting the guys in our school now. It obviously is that thing because Jessica and Lila, like not a day goes by where they don't give out about how immature <laughs> the boys are in their school. So it's obviously that type of thing. Like they can say it, but you can't just breeze in here and call our sweet Sally boys immature <laughs> without putting the work in to find out just how terrible they are. <laughs> I mean, you've got to earn that insult. That's right. <laughs> well, everybody's all laughing and, you know, agreeing and giving examples. So Jessica's outraged at their mm. disloyalty. Yes. Good. Heather is mind-blowingly rude and also reveals that she has a fucked up attitude to food. Because, <laughs> yeah, she points at Jessica's bite, like the absolute rudeness of this. Um, also, speaking of eating disorders, like for all she knows, Je- imagine if she done this to Robin. Because um, mm. she points at Jessica's plate and says, that past year eating is loaded with fat, and Jessica's just like, so? And uh, Heather, who literally has no manners, says, fat clogs up your arteries and causes heart attacks. I've completely eliminated fat from my diet. Not healthy, Heather. If I <laughs> ate like that, I'd never be able to fit into my jeans. And Jessica's actually less rude than I would be in these circumstances. <laughs> That's actually a really good point, yeah. Because at this point, you could you'd be well in your eyes to tell someone to fuck off. <laughs> but um, but Jessica just kind of bats back, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I understand that. Judging from the kind of jeans you like to wear." And she says it lightly, but she's clearly yeah. having a dig at Heather. So they have a kind of a back and forth where they're like, "What do you mean?" Uh, and Jessica's like, "Oh, you know, you obviously like to wear your jeans really, really tight. I mean, you know, I'm surprised you can even walk in them. Uh, you know, it must take ages to put them on in the morning. You, you, you must need a crew of people, uh, you know, to pull them up for you." And she kind of looks around, expecting a little giggle or something in agreement. Yeah. Like nobody is on her side here at all. There's just like stony silence mm. from the table. 
And Heather just ignores her and says, this is awful. Um, I just don't know any girls my age who eat food like that anymore. Everyone I know watches their weight. And uh, Jessica looks at Heather's plate, which just says, Carol, carrot, celery sticks and dry tuna. And actually her comment to this, I mean, again, it's contributing to an idea of weight and skinniness being important, but I absolutely can't blame her for saying this uh, to Heather, who's just been so rude to her. She goes, well, I guess I'm just one of those lucky people who don't have to worry about their weight. I don't believe in depriving myself of anything. And I'm like, Jessica, like, what do you mean? You know, how else could you respond to her? I know. Yeah, like Heather is being fully rude and horrible here. Um, but for some reason, the rest of the cheerleaders are just kind of entranced. And they're just what? like, yeah, God, you do have such a great figure, Heather. And you do like you exercise a lot. Um, so Heather then starts banging on about her exercise regime, which sounds fucking deranged. She like jogs five miles every morning before school and she starts going on about how she loves skiing. So her and Lila start banging on about some fucking fancy resort in Switzerland that they both apparently go to. Um, yeah, it's and, Gestad uh, and they mock Jessica for not knowing about yeah, because yeah, she's yeah. Heather's like, oh, it's a very exclusive ski resort in Switzerland, um, and they're both very condescending about the whole thing. Yeah, it's dickish. They're like, oh, you don't know Gustav? <laughs> like, what fucking sixteen-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a millionaire in the yeah. nineties knows about it. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't believe that Heather could do this incredibly athletic um, regime from her morning runs to her squash and tennis, basically constant exercising on her diet of grapefruit, carrot sticks and Diet Coke. Like you need yeah. some carbs, Heather. Honestly, all she'd be fit for is a fucking nap after all yes. that food. Like that's nothing. <laughs> that's the stuff that you put into the proper food. <laughs> Well, the conversation turns to Heather's cheerleading past. Um, apparently, she uh, her her squad at her old school were the state champions of Nevada for seven years, and she was the captain. How long was she in that school? I know I had to do a double take there as well. I was like, oh, wait, hang on a second, what fucking age is Heather? But yeah, I guess they just mean that her squad was obviously very good and had been yeah. for seven years, and she, obviously she was the captain at some point. But yeah, the way it's worried just doesn't make it sound like she was the captain for seven years. So it's like go. Home, <laughs> college, get out of here! What's happening? But anyway, everyone's super impressed, and um, yeah, Heather then starts asking Jessica about the um, about the cheer squad in Sweet Valley. She's like, "Oh, I understand you're one of the captains, and what kind of stuff are you into?" So Jessica's like, "Oh, you know, I make up the cheers myself, and sometimes I use cheerleading magazine uh, for inspiration." And Jessica's really proud of the work that she does on the cheers, and obviously it went really well at that last game mm. on Friday. So you know, everyone was really pumped about it, and the crowd loved it. So she kind of waits for everyone to agree with her that like. They do really well. But everyone's just staring at Heather the whole time, who then like mocks cheerleading magazine because apparently it's really dated. Um, and like, yeah, not the cool thing to do anymore. So like she's just straight up insulting Jessica to her face. It's it's really rude. And uh she says, Don't you watch VTV? I guess they can't say MTV or maybe MTV. VTV. Yeah, I mean, maybe MT maybe VTV was another cable channel, but it seems <laughs> I don't understand why they couldn't just say MTV. I know. Yeah, they're very funny about like brand names and show names every so often and then yeah. like a few books later they'll just say the proper thing and it's like well why, why are we dancing around this what's going on <laughs> well whatever channel it is apparently it, w- it would show them that hip-hop is the nicest thing in cheerleading oh boy yeah Heather says oh, this dear. knowingly I guess she's an authority on the subject oh, God. it's just it's very bring it on isn't it <laughs> it is except with no black people exactly <laughs> um, so uh, Robin I mean 
I am appalled by this self-hatred coming from Robin. She's like, oh, I guess our cheers would seem pretty boring to you. They're not exciting. Jessica is appalled by this self-flagellation. Hmm. Um, but luckily, Ken approaches and Lana's like, oh, this is Ken. He's the football star. And Jessica thinks, if he says one word to that bitch, I'm going to like throw this fettuccine Alfredo in somebody's face. But uh, <laughs> Ken does not pay any attention to Heather. No, he doesn't. He's only got eyes for Jessica. So he kind of leans down uh, and asks her if she wants to sit with him for lunch. And he asks her timidly, but sweetly. Uh, so Jessica is delighted and like super loudly. She's like, oh, I'd love to eat lunch with you, Ken. <laughs> and stops off to uh, to that table. But um, she's annoyed then that apparently when she looks back that they're, they barely notice apparently that she's left with Ken because Heather is is too busy telling everyone about how great her old uh, squad was. Oh. So she's like, oh, they're too busy falling all over Heather to notice me. <laughs> Which again, that's the main source of Jessica's annoyance. Uh, oh, although at course. this stage, in fairness, Heather has actually been fully rude to her face. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I think we're all against Heather now, though not for the same reasons as Jessica. No. <laughs> this is the thing, it's like I was willing to give her a chance because Jessica straight off was just like, no, I hate her. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you have no reason to hate her, but now she actually does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Ken says he had a great time on Friday and Jessica says she did too. But of course, she's not too uh, focused on Ken that uh, she doesn't notice that the girls are, are all paying attention to the two of them. They're all like, you know, pretty much, I can imagine the level of chill they're showing. They're pretty mm. pointing and giggling. <laughs> so uh, Ken, asks, Ken asks her out for this Friday and uh, it's a date. Hooray! Well, we cut to the Oracle office where Liz is trying to write her latest personal profiles column, but Todd is being a pain in the arse. <laughs> he is. He's kind of like messing around, like playing basketball with like bits of paper and the bin. And he's just getting on her nerves completely. Because um, yeah, she's trying to finish out this column. I guess she's back on the personal profiles beat. She had been taken yeah. off it recently. I'm sure somebody else was doing that, I think. But yeah, so she's back on her boring fucking Ugh. new students thing. Uh, How do they have that many new them? students? Like, oh, look. baffles me. I know, yeah, seriously, the student turnover, turnover like in the schools, <laughs> it's weird. Um, but yeah, so she's trying to work. He keeps kind of just being annoying and distracting her. And he's like, you know, you've gone over this a hundred times. Are you done yet? Um, but then the way she's kind of talking about it makes it sound like it's eyes and ears because she's like, this is such a boring column. You know, I need something juicy for it. So then Todd's like, oh, two people starting a new romance is juicy enough. So then Liz's like, oh, who are you talking about? I'm desperate for anything. Which does make it sound more like it's the gossip column rather than personal profile, yeah, which is just about who's new. Because she was just saying it well, like a minute ago. She's like, oh, it's a profile of the chess club member. The chess club gets a lot of shtick um, in this book. Like, <laughs> it is... Uh, I, I don't know what some chess club member did to the uh, the ghostwriter, <laughs> but like, really? I know. I guess it's just shorthand for nerd as well, though. Or it's kind oh, of just one 100%. of those things. Like, it is just one of those clubs, I guess, that was always like the butt of the joke in 90s media. Yes, exactly. Um, which is unfair. Um, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it is more, as you say, like eyes and ears. Because one minute she's doing a profile, then Todd's like, oh, "I know something that will you know, jazz it up," mm. and uh, he is acting like a deranged twelve-year-old because he's like, "You have to guess." Todd said playfully, "One of them is a cheerleader, and one of them is a footballer, and they're both really, really, really good looking." <laughs> he only says one really, but it's implied it's implied for sure but also that's kind of the style that Liz writes in for these things <laughs> in yeah. fairness to Todd he's really? just echoing her own words back at her <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, of course Liz knows exactly who he means, but she feels very icky about it. Mm. And uh, Todd reveals that te- Ken told him he and Jessica are going on a proper date this week. And Liz, I mean, again, the lack of chill. Liz, Liz's behaviour throughout is so, uh, like, n- suspicious. Um, because she's like, oh no, they're just they're just friends, they're just friends. Um, and Todd's like, no, he really likes her, wasn't it? They were kissing like three yeah. days ago. <laughs> All solid. <laughs> and Liz, we're told, is desperately trying to convince herself that it's just a simple friendly date. What is a friendly date? Oh, God, who knows? The intricacies of Sweet Valley dating are simply beyond my comprehension. I think. Oh, that's this. true. <laughs> I mean, we're like anthropolog- anthropologists and <laughs> surveying. An ancient civilization. <laughs> and their basic rituals. And yeah, yes. I, it, the whole thing baffles me. Um, but yeah, Todd is really excited for Ken because he's like, you know, this is great. And he does say, I've never been the biggest fan of your sisters, but I think she could be good for Ken. <laughs> I'm good enough for Ken, is implied. Oh my God, it is pretty funny. But yeah, look, he's excited. Ken's really happy. Um, so he's like, yeah, they make a good couple, don't you think? And Liz's like, yeah, they'd be perfect together. Elizabeth lied. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Todd has clearly been watching When Harry Met Sally because he says, I guess it's like that movie we saw together about those people who were friends for years and then suddenly realised they were in love. <laughs> it's very that, yeah. <laughs> so they do kiss, but Liz's mind is elsewhere and she thinks, I'm kissing Todd and thinking of Ken. I'm a terrible person. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, but I guess not specifically because of that. <laughs> <laughs> What is that is that it actually is a realistic um, sort of, not dilemma, but like emotional Mm. state where you're jealous while knowing you have absolutely no right to be jealous. Oh, yeah. And then you feel worse again about it because you don't have a reason. Like you've no no right to feel that way. So it's extra, like an extra layer of, yeah, complication too. (laughs) Exactly. So this is a real... A genuine and complicated emotional state that a lot of us have experienced at some stage in our lives, and uh, there's you know it's it's just hilarious when Sweet Valley try and tackle anything as complicated as this because they can't do it, you know, completely convincingly. So it just ends up with Liz acting in this completely bizarre way all the way throughout. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Liz is just she's I don't know what the fuck she's doing all the way through this book. To be honest. <laughs> Well, um, speaking of people acting in bizarre ways, Jessica arrives at cheerleading practice all excited with a new cheer she's been working on and she's telling them all they did an amazing job on Friday. She's got something new for them. But none of the girls are looking at her. Like, I swear to God, has Heather drugged or hypnotised them because they are obsessed with her straight away. It is weird. Maybe she's a vampire because they are all fully like, (laughs) they're all just in her thrall. It's really odd. She's like some kind of cult leader because, yeah, she's standing behind Jessica. So basically no one's paying any attention to Jessica. So when she turns around and sees Heather there, apparently Heather is standing there with her hands on her hips and a smirk on her face and just like, oh, "Oh, this fucking bitch. So (laughs) Jessica is just like, can I help you? Uh, Heather is like, yeah, I want to try out for the squad. Um, but Jessica's like, absolutely not. So she's like, oh, you can come back in the spring and try out with the other 75 or so girls who want to be on our squad. So, you know, <laughs> run along home now and practice and come back next season. And she just like turns her back to like like dismiss her and go back to uh, teaching this cheer. But then it turns out that Robin had actually invited Heather to come to practice because she thought uh, that they could all really benefit from her expertise. So she's actually invited her to try out, even though it's not the usual time of year yeah. for that. But she figured they could make an exception seeing as she was the 
captain of a champion team back in Nevada. So, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, because so whilst Robin's the co-captain, Jessica can't fight this. Yeah. So she's like, okay, fine. Uh, I want you to do a triple herky. Don't know what that is, but I like the nope. A backflip, a Y-leap combination, a no-hands cartwheel, basically a sort of sideways somersault, I guess, and a landing jump in the splits. Oh, and you'll need to do it all in under three minutes. So she sets her timer, <laughs> but she's disappointed because not only does Heather do everything Jessica said, but she added complicated funky dance steps. <laughs> They must, have had, uh, they must have had cardio funk classes back in the <laughs> in her old school. Oh my god, I just love the way that the funky dance moves. I oh, she's hip hop, don't I you know? See. I just I need to see the funky dance moves, but also oh. you know whatever routine or like weird combination of moves she got her to do is obviously super impressive because honestly I still feel like the no hands cartwheel is one of the most impressive things any human being can oh do my God. I'm always amazed by it and it still just goes back to like Jet from Gladiator is like imprinting on me because <laughs> she could always do the no hands cartwheel when she'd walk in and I was just like she is the most amazing woman in the world <laughs> I can't even do a regular cartwheel alone no, no hands I'm one. so jealous of people who can do cartwheels and always have been but obviously not jealous enough to actually learn and how to <laughs> then oh. actually put some work into it oh but, god no but yeah it all sounds very impressive to be fair <laughs> well the rest of the girls go nuts but Jessica really stupidly lies and is like sorry that was over three minutes okay <laughs> let's get down to business waste enough time girls and Rob is like I just timed that with a stopwatch that was two minutes and uh, Jessica's like ah your watch wasn't working but the others all agree with Robin who was mm-hmm. clearly you know Clearly right. Yeah. And uh, Robin's like, okay, cool. Uh, welcome to the team, Heather. But Jessica's like, not so fast. Yeah, so Jessica points out that they have to take a vote on it, which I guess is fair enough. But Jessica's yeah. just doing everything she can possibly think of to not allow Heather onto this squad. But um, yeah, so Robin's like, it's a waste of time to take a vote. Everyone loves her. But Jess is like, no, we have to vote. And we have to do it in private. <laughs> so she has to, she kind of just tells Heather to uh, to leave now, basically, so they can take the vote. But of course, like, everyone loves Heather, so they yeah. will vote her in immediately. But Jessica says this isn't enough. Uh, she says they have to think about the personality and character of all the cheerleaders because everyone in this school looks up to us. Oh, they absolutely do not. Keep telling yourself that, Jessica. But... <laughs> yeah, apparently they can't just let anyone on the team just because they can do a cartwheel. Um, and Robin quite reasonably points out she did much more than a cartwheel. <laughs> so look, everyone's super impressed and is fully team Heather. Um, so they're just like, what are you talking about? Like, clearly she should be on this squad. Yeah, and um, Jessica is just gr- grasping at straws now and is uh, like, uh, no, um, as co-captain, I have to come up with a series of tests that she has to pass. <laughs> and the rest of them are like, what are you talking about? What kind of tests? And Jessica says that there'll be tests that demonstrate her strength of character. She's going to think about them tonight and they'll start the testing process tomorrow. And, tomorrow. and Robin's like, uh, well, okay, that seems kind of ridiculous considering what we just saw, but okay. And Jessica says, well, I'm the co-captain, so I guess you'll have to go along with what I say. And she just stops off. <laughs> it's hilarious. So yeah, she's basically going to go, she's going to go PBA on her and uh, basically come up with a series of like hazing stuff yeah. for her to do. <laughs> this might bring up a few memories with Robin, mm. but uh, no. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. Or Annie, when she tried to keep her off the squad. Oh, no. Okay. Again, no. <laughs> No, that does actually come up later, but to my 
absolute shock. Shock, fully, yes. <laughs> well, later back at the casa, Liz is trying and failing to study because she's just wondering, can she be in, two boy- in love with two boys at once? Torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool, as mm. the old song said. All those things. <laughs> yes. Well, she is. Rightly feeling like a fool. So uh, <laughs> Jessica barges in and she's waving about her forthcoming date with Ken. And Liz can't even pretend to be happy for her. So she's like, oh, you know, maybe you should take it slowly. Remember Jeremy? And um, Jessica's like, well, exactly. That's why I'm so happy about Ken. Because like, he's nothing like Jeremy. And he's sort of restored her faith in boys. And, he, and she knows he really likes her because of the hmm. way he kissed. Probably his whole body was trembling. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and like I, she also points out, like she's obviously known Ken for years, um, so she's just like, you know, it's cool, it's Ken, like this is going to be great, and she is super excited. But yeah, Liz is just immediately trying to put a downer on everything, and it's very mean, even though we know where she's coming yeah. from. Like, there's just no need for it because Jess is so excited. So she, apparently, Jessica then starts describing the kiss with Ken, and uh, Liz is just thinking about her own <gasps> past with Ken. Um, so she's just like, yeah, just because two people like to kiss each other doesn't mean they should be together in a relationship. <laughs> so like, whatever Jessica says, Liz is just going to disagree with her in this. Yeah, because <laughs> Jessica says she's found the perfect combination, friendship and romance, which is actually a really nice, mature thing. It's lovely. Yeah. And I never thought I'd root for like Jess and Ken as a couple, <laughs> but like... They have known each other for ages, so it is very nice. <laughs> and the friendship and romancing is a really healthy basis. Mm, so, uh, you know, you actually like him and you really fancy him. Like, that's the, that's the ideal. Exactly. <laughs> but of course, Liz keeps just pissing all over her uh, her excitement. And it's mm. like, oh, how often did you think you found the one? And I think you should date around. And she can't believe she's saying these words and neither can I. <laughs> so eventually Jessica's like, you know, I wish you'd just be a little happy for me. Um, so she leaves and Liz feels guilty. She does. She starts to wonder if she's in love with Ken. She's like, what else would I be trying to take away my sister's happiness? Well, the next day she knows she needs advice. And of course, she can't ask Liz, Jessica and she can't ask Todd. She can't even ask Enid, who is literally absent from this book apart from this one mention of her name. Oh my God, literally one mention. <laughs> but basically, who? Enid, who? <laughs> Just left for dead <laughs> genuinely I mean I think, I think it's so contrived that she's not in it because it's mm. so obvious that this would be in a situation where you would tell your best yes, friend of course who has absolutely no loyalty to Jessica so if anyone's going to be on your side yes it's exactly. <laughs> and she's not like super close to Ken so exactly yeah <laughs> well in a way I'm glad that she doesn't mm. have needed to turn to because instead she goes to Mr. Collins. Oh my God, he's back on the scene. <laughs> he's back reporting for Gigi. Uh, so <laughs> she goes to his office and she's actually like, as a last minute, like, oh fuck, I can't say this. So she's yeah. about to, t- to run away, but he opens the door and he's like, is that right? And um, she says, a friend of hers has oh. a problem and she'd like his advice. And he's like, okay, he sees through this from the very beginning. Oh, totally. From the get-go, he knows exactly what's going on here. And he's like, oh, this sounds very serious. So he is being very 
you know, he's being cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, he, it's he, so obvious that she's talking about herself. So she tells about, uh, you know, that her friend didn't mm-hmm. realize she still had feelings for this guy until he started seeing someone else. And Mr. Collins rightly says, it sounds like things between uh, your friend and this person she was secretly <laughs> seeing never got resolved. And Liz agrees and says, like, she's her friend tried to bury this, but then it never happened. But now it's all coming to the surface. Yeah. And Mr. Collins, who was probably thinking, oh my God, how do I end up having to listen to this absolute nonsense? Um, says it must be difficult. to je- Liz is like, yes, it's unbearable. Then says, for my friend, it's unbearable for my friend. Oh, for God's sake, just drop it, Liz. <laughs> it's very clear what's <laughs> happening here. But yeah, like he's very kind to her and he's like, look, she clearly hasn't resolved, you know, your friend hasn't resolved her feelings with this other person and until she does, she's going to be miserable. So Liz thanks him because uh, she knows he's right and he's like, um, well, you know, I don't think to really help very much and she's like, no, 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 you did. You're always great help, Mr. Collins. But uh, she doesn't know how she will resolve her feelings for Ken. So we mm. cut to lunchtime. And Jessica gives Heather her first test, understanding, uh, saying she understands if it's too much for her. And in what I have to say is a good power move, she's intentionally chosen a big burger and chips from her lunch counter just to show Heather that she hasn't been sort of but terrorized into counting yeah. backgrounds. Exactly. Yeah, I do like that as a move from Jessica. That's the thing. There is a lot of good stuff that Jessica does in this that's easy to root for, but she's just She's just so deranged for some <laughs> But she has her own. <laughs> and also the basis of her first test for Heather is based in the um, incredible snob- snobbery and meanness of this gag. Because her first challenge to measure her confidence level is to sit with the chess team at lunch for two days in a row. And um, Robin, S2 Robin, is like, oh, I don't know if even cheerleading is worth going through that humiliation. Um, This is only a test for someone that's cripplingly insecure. (laughs) And all these, like, constant attention-seeking little girls who need Mm. constant validation from other people for their every move. Like, this is fucking (laughs) grim that this is the ultimate test. Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? But um, yeah, Jessica explains that like most people wouldn't be caught dead sitting with those guys because apparently it's social suicide to go sit with the chess team. But uh, Jess is like, if a person's really secure with herself, she won't care who she's seen sitting with. It's like, yes, why don't you ever talk to them, Jessica? Exactly. (laughs) You're revealing a lot about this team. Very much so. But Heather uh, doesn't miss a beat. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Um, You know, I I don't care who I eat lunch with. Jessica's like, you could run the risk of damaging your reputation early on. You won't want everyone to think you're a geek. And uh, and like, we know Heather, Heather isn't a good person, but she's right here when she's like, you know, I don't care who I eat lunch with. And, you know, in my school in Nevada, I got along with everyone. She's like, I'm going to start my test right now. I'll see you guys later. And in that moment, I do kind of wish we could root for Heather, but we know that she sucks. So it's a shame because this would be such a good fuck you to Jessica to be like, that's not a test. That's just being a nice person. Yes. Fucking human. Not acting like you're way above these guys just because they play chess. Like, get over yourself. (laughs) And we actually do learn subsequently when the chess nerds make little cameo appearances throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of the book that she has been properly nice to them. Like she's, yeah. she's not bitching about them when she's like going, oh God, those losers when she's away from them, which yeah. does speak well of her, I'm afraid to say. It does, I know. It's a, she's, she's a complicated character, this Heather. Isn't she? I think we'd be that. saying that. <laughs> well, the next day, Lila um, approaches Jessica at the lockers and was like, oh, I can't believe Heather's outfit. And Jessica is... Uh, 
as calm as she observes Heather at the other end of the corridor, where she's apparently, obviously, the laughing stock of the school. A group had formed around her, and Jessica was sure people were making fun of her, fun of her clothes. It says a lot about Sweet Valley High that anybody wearing unacceptable clothing is barely going to be like pointed at and mocked openly in the corridors. I know. Is it like, oh God, just, yeah. It's so grim, as you said. But uh, yeah, this apparently was Jessica's second test. Uh, Currently, she had called Heather the night before and told her she had to wear whatever Jessica brought in for her the next morning. Um, So apparently Jessica went rummaging through the garage in her house and found a pair of purple and green striped overalls that her father had worn in a play when he was in college. Uh, What was the play? What was the play? Honestly, I need to know. Uh, Yeah, so it's it's that and a big orange cowboy hat. Uh, So Heather has to wear this outfit all day at school and Jessica is so delighted with herself because she's like this is going to absolutely break her spirit uh, and I'm going to to emerge victorious because there's no way she'll pass this test and actually yeah. stay in these clothes all day long. Yeah, because it's basically meant to be a test of her vanity because uh, Jessica yeah. is convinced she's totally superficial the way she's obsessed <laughs> with her looks and Lila Whiteley says as if you're not interested in your own looks. <laughs> and Jessica, like a true psychopath, says let's go and hear some of the mean things people are saying to her. Like this, all of these tests say so much more about Jessica than anybody else. Don't that she they? Like, that this is how people will react, and this is a normal way to react to somebody wearing something kind of funny. Like, I mean, it's just, it's oh, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's happy to see the gang laughing as she approaches, but she's not happy to see that Heather is laughing as well. And apparently, Bruce is saying, "You really look cool. You're really pulling off that grunge look that's so in style these." days. Now, purple green stripes dungarees are not grunge or in style. I mean, whatever about the dungarees, it's the orange cowboy hat. I would love to know what Bruce thinks that grunge is. It's in the bright orange cowboy hat. He's like, all right, Kurt Cobain, relax. <laughs> oh my God. Because yeah, Annie or Amy says, uh, oh yeah, the models are wearing that stuff in all the fashion magazines and Rick Hunter who's popping up everywhere. It says, you have, no, has he ever been before? Tell us listeners. I mean, probably. Uh, I mean, but we would like to know. Yes, we would. <laughs> so like, yeah, you have the cutting edge. Most girls would be too afraid to wear stuff like that. I think it's a sign of confidence you're wearing whatever you feel like wearing. This is the thing. Like, this is all revealing, as you say, so much about Jessica and her own insecurities. Because if Heather wanted to carry that stuff off, she totally could. Yeah, and you it know. does sound like she is styling it out and people just think that she's great and like, good for you, Heather, wearing this like mad stuff. But, you know, you look terrific, so it's working yeah. for you. <laughs> Even the nerds are impressed because chess team member Sean Lowry, oh, they're Irishmen. Go on, Sean. <laughs> Two Irish names in one book. I'm amazed. Um, so he says she looks terrific, and she says to him, "Thanks, Sean." Um, Heather said, as if she, as if he were a close friend. Oh, well, that was fun last night when we worked at our math homework together. And Jessica's like, "What? She's hanging out with the chess team?" As my notes say, "Okay, chalk that one up to Heather." Well, honestly, yes, like Jessica one or Jessica zero fucking yeah. Heather one, if not two at this stage. Because <laughs> like, again, these tests are just making Heather look really good. Yeah, because Annie says, oh, how'd you come up with that outfit? And Heather says she has Jessica to thank. And Jessica's like, oh, don't thank me yet. It's only the morning. It might get harder going around like that all day long. 
And uh, Heather says, I doubt it. Walking off with Ruth. Toodles. And again, that's a good way to handle it. I'm sorry. I know, it's so annoying that like, Heather... (laughs) Heather comes off really well in certain scenes and then other times she's an absolute bitch, especially when it comes to the food stuff. Yeah. But then here it's just like, go Heather. I hate to say it, but yeah. like, she's really playing Jessica at her own game here. Indeed. So Jessica thinks I'd like to toodle you. <laughs> <laughs> and she decides she has to come up with a killer final test. Mm-hmm. So the next day, she's at school early and she's um, all excited about seeing Heather fail the last test. Now, this, I don't know why this would be a test you'd be confident about, because there is a very good chance it could backfire on you. That's the thing, yeah. So again, she called up Heather the night before, told her that apparently today for her final test, she was going to have to get up in front of the entire homeroom and sing the national anthem. So apparently Heather was like, yeah, that's no problem. But Jessica is so positive that she's going to back out at the last minute. She's like, there's no way she's going to see this through. Like, she'll totally make a fool of herself. Why would you think this? Like, you don't know anything about her singing abilities. Mm. But um, anyway, she's uh, ridiculously telling all her friends that Heather's going to fail the last test. and She's all excited. And then Heather um, asks for everyone's attention and says, this morning, I'd like to start off home with something a little special. and." Jessica's like, oh, she looks like camp. Somebody's going to make a fool of herself. But of course she does not. No, apparently Heather starts singing and sounds like a professional singer. So everyone is perfectly quiet and still while she fills the room with her beautiful voice. And this is hilarious. Apparently she did a funky version of the national anthem. Oh my God. So funky that some students were even clapping their hands and snapping their fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I love that the students in Sweet Valley cannot resist like just finger snapping along to those funky (laughs) tunes. Oh, say can you see? What is a funky version of the American National Anthem? Like, unless she's literally Jimi Hendrix. I don't know how she's pulled this off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jessica's enraged. Her tests have all backfired. I mean, <laughs> they were really, really unfoolproof tests. Yeah. Uh, anybody could have easily foreseen that possibility. Mm-hmm. And when everyone, uh, when Heather finishes, everyone praises her and she reveals, I mean, come on, Heather, I don't buy this for a second. She's actually had a few offers for uh, from record companies. Oh, this sounds like absolute bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she says that apparently her manager wants her to pursue a career in music, but her parents want her to finish high school first. So like, I just, I don't believe a word of it. But uh, but yeah, it all just makes Heather look extra amazing. And everybody is just so like entranced by her and they, everyone just loves her. All these trying prank things have done is just make everybody love Heather even more. Exactly. Well, Maria rightly asks Jessica, like, what was all that about? Like, no one else had to do a music challenge. And Jessica's like, uh, I want to see if she could perform in public. Um, and Addie asked her to sing another song. And Heather's like, sure, I'll sing what I wrote. That says, I even brought my guitar along and she just whips one out. Oh my God, I did laugh here. Although I did also think, well, fuck, now she's coming for Olivia's spot. So like, watch your back, Heather. You can have two girls on your case pretty soon. Three, Lynn Henry. Oh my God, the guitar girls will not be best pleased. Dana? Oh, now I would like to see Dana and Heather face off. Mm, battle of the um, bands. <laughs> we never got a battle of the bands in Sweet Valley, unless we do in later books, but I don't remember even hearing of one. 
Well, Jessica slides down her seat in total misery as Heather mm-hmm. plays a slow, bluesy song. <laughs> and apparently yeah, she's a brilliant so. guitarist. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So like all, Jessica realizes that all she's done is get even more attention for Heather and just like giving her even more of a spotlight with everyone of these things. <laughs> well, at cheerleading practice, Robin po- points out, look, Heather passed all these ridiculous tests that Jessica yeah. insisted on giving her. Can they just get the phone over with? And Jessica is just getting desperate. <laughs> Truly, like if she, she really is like, I mean, grasping at straws is, is one thing, but she's just literally anything she can think of. She's just trying to delay this vote <laughs> any way that she can. But she's just like, oh God, like there's no getting out of it. Like everyone wants her on the team. She's passed all the tests. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's happening. And Jessica is just resorting to saying things like, I think she's a fake. Oh, our standards will drop. We don't know what she's really like. We've only known her for a few days. And Robin rightly thinks like she says I think you're being really weird about this <laughs> like what has she done to you and uh, Jessica's like oh I don't like Robin calling me weird and we're told that uh, something about her just rubs Jessica up the wrong way and it's more than the fact that Jessica or Robin sorry Heather is taking attention away from Jessica but is it though? I know it's like at this stage is it though? <laughs> well basically Jessica turns sort of pure dictator and is like you know, you have to trust me on this I'm a good judge of character and then I feel re- I, I really feel strongly about this and I think if somebody has such a passionate feeling about something everyone else has to go along with that, that no, that, no no Jessica <laughs> she is a cheertator <laughs> she's gone full cheertator so true but this is a cheerocracy yeah. um, because uh, Robin is like that is ridiculous and reminds her what she was like when Annie wanted to join oh my god Jessica at least has uh, the tiniest amount of decency that she does feel guilty when Robin brings this up and uh, she does think it's really unfair of Robin to bring that up she knows how bad I feel about what I did this is different (laughs) it's like I'm no, First of all, you, you you no, you don't ever get to to forget about what you did to that girl. <laughs> like, also, I don't believe you feel bad about it for a single ooh, second. You feel bad about being given out to. Yes, exactly. She just doesn't like the fact that people, you know, rightly blame her for that <laughs> because it was her fault. <laughs> well, Amy says what they're all thinking, and it's just like, just admit you're jealous. Like, it's fine, yeah. happens to everybody, but like, put your jealousy aside and think about the good of the team. Mm-hmm. And Jessica basically has a tantrum and says, oh, voting for her is a terrible mistake. And Robin is like, fuck this. We're voting. Heather's yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> so. The others welcome Heather, but Jessica refuses to look at her. And she's like, okay, fine, we're going to do be aggressive. And she starts doing the be aggressive, be aggressive, be aggressive, you know, the usual. Yeah. Heather interrupts. <gasps> yeah, she kind of just yells and jumps it in front of Jessica and says that she has a suggestion, which might make this old, tired oh. cheer a little more hip. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jessica's like, um, I do mind, maybe when I'm finished. <laughs> But uh, but Robin backs up Heather on this and she's like, well, I would actually like to see a new version of this cheer. You have to admit this one's incredibly boring. And it is kind of mad how willing all the cheerleaders seem to be to just like diss their own abilities and cheers in front of Heather. It's like, lads, I've a little bit of loyalty at least. Or self-respect, like whatever about hating Jessica, like yes. you've been happy with your achievements so far. Exactly. And everybody was buzzing after the last game. So now for them to be like, yeah, our cheers are shit. It's like, no, they're obviously not. <laughs> Why are you doing this? 
So Jessica is understandably enraged by this. Uh, and then she watches in horror as Heather does the same <laughs> cheer over again, but with a funky rap beat instead. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just yeah, don't I, know where to start. I did love the next line though, which was the girls went nuts and Jessica wanted to punch Heather in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the boots on the other foot, Jessica. I'm sure every single one of them, of those girls has wanted to punch you in the stomach at some stage. So, you know, Definitely. sit with those feelings for a while. Yeah, yeah, just have a think there for a little while. <laughs> So everybody loves the uh, funky rap Ooh. version of Be Aggressive and ask mm-hmm. Heather to teach them. And she's like, oh, just imagine you're dancing and singing instead of cheering. Jessica's like, we're meant to be cheering. That's why we're cheerleaders. But nobody cares what she thinks. And Jessica vows to boot Heather off the squad <gasps> ASAP. She's not having it at all. And with all that excitement, we should probably take a tiny break. <laughs> we will, because as you know, we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And uh, we'd like to take a little moment to share some other shows on the network. Um, and this week, we're uh, advising you to check out I Know That Face. Yes. So I Know That Face is a movie podcast all about character actors. So it's it's such a good name for a podcast, to be honest, because, mm-hmm. you know, every episode will delve into the career of one of those people where you know their face, but not the name. Uh, so your hosts, Andrew and Stephen, will shine a spotlight on supporting players that are unsung by the masses, but loved by cinephiles. So like it does, it's, it's one of those shows where you're going to have like a list of movies you're going to want to get stuck into after listening to it. So they're back for a new season. They've had a little makeover. So they have a new logo, all shiny and new. And uh, yeah, you can have a little taste of I Know That Face here now. I Know That Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Portio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces but not the names. Each episode we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, back to Sweet Valley, or rather back to the beach, where Liz is staring out to sea, feeling sorry for herself. Um, <laughs> She's gone full music video. <laughs> she really has. I'm sort of envisaging a sort of November Rain style soundtrack. Ooh. 
but she wonders how could she resolve her feelings for Ken when she's not seeing him at all and uh, she knows she can't you know hang out with him or you know have a heart to heart now he's seeing Jessica and she insanely ponders telling Jessica not to see Ken until Liz sorts out her feelings but uh, does rightly think that knowing her sister that would just make Jessica want Ken all the more of course it would. And also that's an insane thing to ask her to do. <laughs> ask anybody. Like, do you know what? I know I didn't tell you that I had an affair with Ken and now I've sort of got a lot of feelings about it. So do you mind hold it off for a few weeks until yeah, I've you like... Just, you just back maybe, out and back off until I've figured out my shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him another go. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> I'll let you know what I've decided. <laughs> So even Liz knows that isn't a good idea. So she runs along the beach to clear her head and uh, she finds Robin, who's also staring out to sea. And when Liz joins her, she tells her she looks a little glum. And Robin says she's more than a little glum, with good reason. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So she uh, she's, she mentions how she was trying to act like everything was normal at practice, but she, as soon as it was over, she jumped in her car and headed straight for the beach uh, because it's where she goes to think. And um, yeah, so she, she got, Robin then starts talking about how, you know, she's really going to miss this beach and my, and, you know, and my friends and the cheer squad and Sweet Valley High and everything else. And Liz is like, what are you talking about? Are you going away somewhere? And Robin then reveals that apparently her dad is being transferred to Denver, Colorado, and they're all moving as soon as possible. And she hasn't told anybody yet. Well, I mean, I guess she hasn't told her uh, her mother that her dad is still alive or still married to her. Because <laughs> wasn't there that whole episode about her um, uh, her aunt was oh, going to pay for college it. and it was and, just her mother and the and, art. And the diving career that apparently <laughs> she was going to for her as well. <laughs> oh my God, you are absolutely right. That was just like her and her mother and the overbearing auntie. Oh yeah. my God. I don't. I can't remember what where the dad was, but he was not with them. You're right. He wasn't. That's hilarious. Oh my god! If anybody can remember what happened to uh, Robin's dad, please let us know. But um, yeah, he definitely was not playing a part in that book. That was just the women in the family. Oh my god! Is he back from the dead? Was he? Have they reconciled? Like, yeah, I simply cannot remember the details. But you're so right. There was no dad in the picture in that storyline. That's hilarious. It was kind of part of the main plot. Was that it was like the power, the power play, indeed. Between yeah, her mother was, and her aunt. It was decisions, wasn't it? That one. So it was. Yes. Like, yeah. Because the aunt was going to fund her going to college, but not if she kept up this diving career or some <laughs> stupid thing like that. <laughs> the diving career that lasted all one book. <laughs> oh my God. Like her learning how to fly a plane with yeah. his ex boyfriend. <laughs> 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 Robin, she's had all these like exciting hobbies like piloting and yeah. diving, all forgotten. Oh my god. Uh, just Poor a cheerleader girl. now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so later at the casa, uh Jessica or sorry, Liz gives out to Jessica for playing loud music while Liz is trying to study. And Jessica points out she's always studying these days, which she is because she's sort of trying to avoid talking to Jessica <laughs> and uh, she's trying to write an essay on Zelda Fitzgerald um, and Jessica's like who called baby Zelda now I would have thought Jessica would uh, be into Zelda who was like a chaotic like oh, glamorous say, mess yes Zelda is exactly Jessica's type of broad and also even if you didn't know anything about her Zelda's a cool name and I don't know yeah. why Jessica isn't like oh cool name tell me more yeah magenta galaxy <laughs> I mean come on this is so up Jessica's alley <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Liz rightly says that Zelda Fitzgerald lived a really was a writer herself. I'm glad they put that into mm. the minds of the twelve year old reading this. Yes. And lived an exciting <laughs> but tragic life, all true. Uh, but Jessica says her own tragedy is Heather Malone. <laughs> yes, she's making her miserable. Uh, so Liz is kind of relieved to just have a chat with Jessica about literally anything other than Ken. Um, so Jessica talks about how she's been voted onto the squad, but she's the only one who didn't want her on it. Um, but yeah, Jessica is just talking about how Heather is such a terrible, horrible person and she's going to be the worst thing that ever happened to the squad and that she's the only person, apparently, who can see her truly evil personality. <gasps> <laughs> but Liz insanely says, look, I know, I've got a great idea and before you completely reject it, just consider it for a minute. What if you make Heather a co-captain? They'd be working together instead of in conflict. And Jessica's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> also, I already have a co-captain. <laughs> Liz, I don't know how many times she's done this. She just blabs out, but Robin's moving to Denver. And I know she's revealed people's secrets in that sort of style before, but not like, you know, something somebody's confided their problems with her yeah. and she's just blabbed it out to somebody else. She's going to write an article for the article about her <laughs> But yeah, that's so true. And it's funny because Jessica is the like, one who's notorious at not being able to keep secrets. And yet Liz literally blurts this out. <laughs> within hours um, but yeah she, she she reveals that um, Robin told her this afternoon and that she's going to be leaving really soon so Jessica's like oh well this is fucking bad to worse because not only is she losing one of her friends she's losing her <laughs> co-captain look I know <laughs> <laughs> So she kind of realizes this must be why Robin was pulling so hard for Heather to be on the squad because oh. she was thinking there'd be a space there and this would be someone good to take over when uh, when she's gone. So um, yeah, so Liz bizarrely is like, yeah, so maybe you will consider letting Heather be your co-captain. Like this is such a stupid idea. Why are uh, you pushing this idea, Liz? It makes no sense. You know your sister hates this girl. <laughs> oh yeah. So Jessica promises her that Heather Malone will be her co-captain as soon as it snows in Sweet Valley in August. I mean, look, the, we- the weather and time mean <laughs> that time. So really, Jessica, you need a better analogy. <laughs> when was August? Like, did we have Christmas between last week and or last episode and this? Who knows? Also, we're told that they, the, the two sisters laugh at Jessica's joke. It wasn't a joke. Oh, they're very easily amused. We do know that. Mm, yeah. But uh, Jessica says she has one thing to look forward to, her date with Ken. And ah. that's just all to the wound for Liz. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Sweet Valley High uh, on Friday and Robin has told the other cheerleaders about her departure. So they're all teary-eyed and uh, Jessica resents Heather being part of this sort of emotional scene. Mm. Um, Lila offers Robin a room in her house. <laughs> Have you forgotten, Robin, how she was one of the worst instigators of the bullying against you when you wanted to be a five-beat alpha? I know. It, it was fully Lila and Jessica terrorizing yeah. that poor girl. Yeah. So Robin feels bad about abandoning the squad. But Jessica's like, ah, don't worry, we can carry on without you. But Heather's <laughs> like, oh, uh, but uh, don't you still need two co-captains? Um, she does pause mid, uh, mid sort of... Um, not rant isn't the right word, but uh, I guess in her sort of charm offensive, uh, mm. she pauses to greet a random nerd. And if she wasn't so obnoxious in other moments, I would fucking love this because it's actually <laughs> consistent that she's like <laughs> down with the nerds. <laughs> yeah, one of them says hello to her as he walks past. Apparently he's like one of the nerdiest guys on the chess team. But like she just says hello to him, you know, like a normal human and smiles at him. And 
carries on the conversation. But like, yeah, Jessica's all annoyed that Heather like stopped to acknowledge the presence of his <laughs> Uh, and this is the thing, like, I do wish we could root for Heather, but she does suck. So yeah. <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. But yeah, so, um, yeah, Jessica is kind of insisting that she can lead the squad by herself. But um, but Heather keeps pointing out that apparently, um, you know, being the captain is an enormous responsibility, especially if you're going taking your squad to competitions and how she really should have two co-captains, apparently, on the uh, on the squad. So then Amy is like, oh, I have an idea. Why doesn't Heather be the new co-captain? <laughs> Fuck's sake! Like seriously, what has she done to them? Like, you're, I think the, you're right about the vampire thing because <laughs> they have known this girl for like three days or something at this stage, and they are are just like they're making her their co-captain after yep. one practice. I think. Yeah, they're signing over all their possessions to her. <laughs> She's been written into everybody's will. It's weird, <laughs> but they all like immediately take a vote. They're all just like, "Yes, amazing, Heather, you are our new co-captain," and everyone's delighted. Robin's happy that she feels good now that she's <laughs> leaving the squad in capable hands. And yeah, and Heather is real like sick sweet to Jessica and she's like I'm really looking forward to working with you and Jessica can't even speak because she's just so enraged by this whole thing (laughs) well later she gets ready for her date and Liz critiques her outfit for looking like a nighty now I initially thought it was sort of going for a Victorian she meant it looked like a Victorian (laughs) ghost nighty but no 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 (laughs) it's a sexy nighty it's very sexy it's just natural of course and Jessica um, not for the only time in this book is doing the brushing her hair upside down which I know a few listeners have have told us um they followed this mm. this technique um, <laughs> and it does not make your hair look amazing. But only only if you're Jessica Wakefield, I guess. But yeah, like it's so funny. I think she does it like two or three times in this book. Yeah. And, and it was very much a thing she was doing anytime she was getting ready to meet Jeremy or like the time they were in the woods hiking and stuff. So it's really these recent books, they're really hammering this little like trick of Jessica <laughs> to make her hair look amazing. And it's just gas because I, if I did that, I would oh. look like I had just fallen out of a hedge. Like, oh, you know. I would look like I'd been electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this scene goes on for ages. And Liz, first of all, tries to make Jessica wear less sexy clothes. <laughs> Madness. She claims Ken is a real snore and will somehow be turned off by a sexy dress. Oh my uh, God. She's like, Ken's actually very serious. And imagine <laughs> for a girl who's a little more bookish, less flashy. And Jessica's basically like, no offence, but I am the expert on boys yeah. here. <laughs> like, she's got her there. But yeah, Liz is just determined to be a fucking wet blanket as oh. Jessica's like trying to be excited and go out for her date. And when she's losing on the uh, on the changing the dress front, she's like, oh, maybe put a jumper on over it or something. <laughs> and she's just like, would you ever leave me alone? Because uh, Jessica's just like, you know, everything's fine. But Liz's like, oh, you need to go slowly, you know, because what happened last time. But uh, Jessica very rightly is insisting that like, he's my friend. I've known him for ages. Yeah. I can talk to him about anything. I'm excited to see him. So like, why why are you being so weird? <laughs> well, the doorbell rings and Liz ridiculously assumes it's Todd. Why? Uh, we're told for some reason she thought Jessica was meeting Ken's. Where else? It never occurred to her that he would come to her house. I mean, it's been established that in this town, it's mm. the norm for... Yep. 
somebody to pick, be picked up from a date. I no, mean, nobody, nobody ever meets at the location. <laughs> you need to be escorted in a car. <laughs> As somebody who was a young person at a time when nobody I knew owned a car, and this whole practice and its, you know, its mm. standards and mores are absolutely baffling to me. But <laughs> it has been established in this uniform universe yes. that this is the thing. So I don't know why Liz is sort of like, what can? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she is shocked to see him. And uh, apparently Ken won't really meet her eyes. Um, but she also realizes then that he's brought flowers and she's really sad by this. She's just like, oh God, he brought flowers for my sister uh, and not for me. It's like, girl, why would he bring them for you? Have a long term <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> but again, the thing is, her feelings are convincing. It's just yeah. her behavior is not. <laughs> um, I mean, the main thing that isn't convincing is that she doesn't tell eat it about any of this but oh um, I know <laughs> anyway she wants she's sort of sending him psychic messages they're back uh, <laughs> um, just like talk to me about what happened between us tell me what your feelings are towards me tell me you're not interested in Jessica but when Jessica runs in uh, she kisses Ken who blushes and Liz realises it's awkward for him because you know he's thinking uh, maybe not what she's thinking, but thinking yeah. about the fact that they were together. Yeah. And again, this feels psychologically quite true. It makes her feel better knowing that he's remembered it because she has sort of felt like almost that this was just existing in her head. So it's almost validating yeah. for her to see Ken acknowledge their secret past. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is fair. Because yeah, you probably would start wondering, Jesus Christ, did any of that even happen? Yeah. <laughs> just imagine the whole thing. What is going on? But yeah, Ken is kind of like, oh, we should get going. Like he's not looking to hang around and no. awkwardness. Um, So he gives Jessica the flowers and like Jessica just like hands them over to Liz like straight away. And she's like, Liz, we're in a hurry. Could you be a doll and put these flowers in water for me. Oh. So they like rush out the door. So Liz just left standing there holding this like bouquet of roses that wasn't meant for her. <gasps> well, later at the cinema, Todd is, quote, nuzzling Liz <laughs> as the trailers roll. Um, so she looks great in her double denim. Oh, sorry. Well, I didn't describe yeah. the whole outfit, but <laughs> are you surprised to know she's Come rocking on. double denim <laughs> on a Friday night date? <laughs> no, but I'll check those. <laughs> so she can't stop thinking about Jessica and Ken, what they're up to. And Todd, again, with his like really kind of needy declarations mm. of love because he's like, oh, it's so amazing to spend time with you. You're the only thing that gets me through the week, which oh is not very sexy. No, like that's the thing. God is so like, he is so needy and grasping and just like yeah. rubbing himself on her all the time. That <laughs> it's just like, please calm down. Like he just doesn't sound like much fun to be around in fairness. No, it's <laughs> not though, chill at all. Really, like it doesn't sound enjoyable because he's just like, he's just all over her and like it's too much. And like even even if the, if things were normal and she wasn't obsessing over Ken, I feel like this would be annoying behavior. <laughs> I mean, your regular boyfriend you've been going out for ages suddenly said, you're the only thing that gets me through the weakness would be quite as That's a lot to put on someone. <laughs> um, especially as she knows, like, there's nothing big going on in his life apart from this. So yeah. uh, it's meant to be just his declaration of love, but it is... Uh, <laughs> Unsurprisingly, not working. No. But she does get distracted and she does start kissing him and it's almost like normal. But then who should be in, uh, in just a few rows in front of them? <laughs> Why, it's Jessica and Ken. They are in the same cinema. <laughs> and uh, Todd reveals that uh, Ken was super excited about his date. And it was all he talked about that afternoon. Apparently, Todd went to the florist with him and he spent 20 minutes choosing the right oh, flowers to bring. And it's just... <laughs> 
so lovely. <laughs> so, of course, Liz's concentration is absolutely shot now. She's mm-hmm. just uh, t- spends the entire film thinking about Ken. Does he like Jessica more than he liked her? You know, mm-hmm. to, does he like talking to her better? I think that would actually be quite psychologically troubling if somebody actually preferred Ooh. talking to <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Yeah, that would be quite a, a ding to the old self-confidence for sure. <laughs> so, of course, after the film, they all end up together yes. um, on a trip to Casey's. And Jessica's having a great time. Um, she turns out that uh, Ken is a little distracted, but thinks it's because, you know, they're still a bit nervous around each other. And Liz is also a little bit distracted. It's like, put two and two together, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing Liz is really spacey kind of and they can't they're, they're talking about the movie and like Liz doesn't really have any kind of proper answers about it or what bit she liked the most like it was all so she's all very wishy-washy in her answers because she just has not been paying attention to anything this evening yeah but well, then Heather approaches with the full entourage of guys <laughs> oh and uh, she, there's just more awfulness about food because she says how are you Jessica in a super sweet voice that's a serious banana split you're eating I can't imagine what the fat fat count for that would be seriously Heather find a therapist like this is really really unhealthy behaviour it's not a behaviour like and a bizarre way to talk to somebody as well I mean regardless of thinking it yourself which Mm. is great for you um, saying things like that to somebody else is just mind-bogglingly appalling Um, and Jessica again handles it quite well she's like what a bite it's delicious (laughs) says on what Heather says (laughs) he's like oh no thanks but I would like a bite of Ken's hot fudge Uh, sundae (laughs) Jesus Oh gosh, I can God bless him. He's just like smiling back at Heather. But then like Jessica watches in horror, quite rightly, as Heather leaned over the <laughs> table and opened her mouth while Ken fed her a bite of his Sunday. <laughs> oh God. Well, they bond over their unhealthy attitude to food and exercise because she's like, oh, it's amazing that you're able to stay in such great shape and eat sweets like that, Ken. He's a She's like playing football, American yeah. football, every single day. And he's like, oh, I'll have to jog an extra mile or two tomorrow. Because again, that's like, you know, thinking of food as something that you've got to work off is not great. And then they bond over jogging and uh, suggests, and Heather suggests that they start jogging together and asks Ken to give her a call. And he says, sure thing. And I, my notes say, come on, Ken. Mm. And I stand by that because <laughs> in the next scene, he's like, oh no, I'm not interested in her. But like, you could have said, oh, yeah, maybe, or, you know, you could have fobbed her off because he sort of implies afterwards that this was like, oh, God, what a, you know, what a mm. bore. Yeah, I know. Maybe he was just shell-shocked in that weird scene where he ended up having to feed her something. <laughs> he just didn't know what to say. He wanted the whole interaction to be over as soon as possible. So he's like, yeah, okay, sure thing. No more questions. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, when this nonsense is going on, Jessica looks at Liz, who looks as upset about Heather's dissertation <laughs> as she does. And Jessica lovingly thinks, that's a loyal sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, as far as Jessica's concerned, Liz is just being protective of uh, her and her date. She's oh, like, I'm lucky yeah. to have her on my side. But little does she know, she's just thinking that should be me eating <laughs> off this <laughs> spoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, later in Ken's car outside the casa, Ken consoles Jessica and says how great she is and uh, how horses are going to ring Heather. I mean, you should have said that at the time, but um, Jessica can't can't wait for her to for him to kiss her. I'm surprised she's not just going to lob the gob herself. <laughs> Again, maybe these are just more of the the intricacies of the dating rituals. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it is sweet because he she knows he could she could trust him. She knows yeah. he would never mess around like Jeremy did, mm-hmm. and thinks that Liz was wrong to warn her about going too slow. Um, and she tells Ken that she feels really comfortable with her, and like his friendship meant a lot when she was going through a hard time. And he's like. I hope you think of me as more than just a friend. And she says, I think that's pretty obvious. And they kiss. Oh, yay. It's sweet. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> Same. So the next day, the twins go shopping at BB's because Jessica wants a new dress uh, for the part- going away party for Robin that Amy is throwing. It is matter they always like throw parties for other people. I do not remember that happening when I was a young person. <laughs> No, oh, but any excuse for a party. They, they love an out party, sure. Oh, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> so Liz is all like, oh, it's been indulgent by a new part or new dress just for one party. She's just an absolute fowler. She is. She's just she's just in such bad form. So she's just anything Jessica says, she's just gonna be like, no. <laughs> just disagree with her and be like, just find some way to just like, yeah, bring her down or be a buzzkill, really. Yeah. So when Jessica says she's buying it so she'll look good for Ken, Elizabeth blurts out, it makes you look fat. Fucking hell. My notes do say fuck you, Liz. Yeah, this is so bad. <sighs> like I was really brought up to the, to to um to believe that it was you never ever commented on anybody's weight like my mother was really kind of firm about that so regardless of you know whether it's meant as a compliment or not you just don't say it so when I hear or read about somebody saying something like it makes you look fat in the guise of healthfulness or otherwise it is so shocking to me and just I cannot believe that Liz of all people would say this even in her 10 frenzy I know, because even even within the, the the Sweet Valley universe, it is the type of thing that like mean girls would say to each other. Yes, the fact that Liz is saying it is yes. like, dude, get a fucking hold of yourself, like, because it it does get to Jessica. She's like, mm. oh, I've been eating a lot of banana splits right, uh, lately, and then Elizabeth tones it down a bit and says, oh, it's not very flattering, but of course it is flattering. It's too <laughs> fabulous, <laughs> of course, because Jessica looks amazing and everything. But uh, yeah, Liz does realize it's it's out of character for her to lie to her sister like that, but she couldn't help it. But even uh. like the sales girl that's walking by is like that dress is amazing it fits you like a glove so Liz is just like she's fighting a losing battle here because of course Jessica looks incredible and uh, yeah she says oh my sister thinks it makes me look fat and she's like I think your sister needs glasses (laughs) so Jessica buys the dress and Liz continues to be really fucking weird like and really mean like because it is mind games because you know she could just shut up about it but no she's really pushing things because like did Ken actually ask you as a stage oh no you think he's going to meet you there Ooh, that's a bit weird isn't it like then says maybe Heather will lure him away I mean you should know Liz that will just make Jessica even more determined to hang on to Ken <laughs> but exactly. uh, Jessica says Ken isn't interested in Heather and Liz only would say that wouldn't he and oh Jessica rightly thinks this is really un- just really bizarre 
It is, yeah. And again, Liz just pretends like she's saying all this because she doesn't want her to get hurt. And Jessica is just like, you know what? I appreciate your concern, but like, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Mm. So like, yeah, Jessica, like, understandably has had enough of this. But then Liz is just like, that's what I'm worried about. Things with Ken might be a little too good. So it's just like, you know what, Liz? Yes, you've got your internal fucking battle going on here. But like, don't take it out on Jessica. For once, she does not deserve this. Like, (laughs) My God, what is this book doing to us? I know, I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we cut to the big batch and Robin's making a speech and uh, Jessica is sad about her leaving, but um, she's also excited about seeing Ken and she's so confident in their love. She doesn't mind that he didn't collect her because it's just a last minute party. I mean, again, we don't know the uh, subtleties of this. There you go. Apparently there's a time frame involved and you have to (laughs) make these arrangements well in advance because you can't just turn up the next day, apparently. I don't know. You have to book a space outside the person's house. Like it's... (laughs) So complicated. You wouldn't live in the same relatively <laughs> small town. Well, <laughs> no. um, we we learned that she she doesn't really think anything suspicious about Liz's uh, weird behaviour. She thinks it is just she's being overprotective after the yeah. Jeremy fiasco, which actually mm-hmm. does make sense. Does, and yeah. um, she's trying to listen to Robin, but she's also trying, we're told, to strike a sexy pose for Ken. <laughs> He's like on the other side of the garden and yet she's just like, I just, I, I can't picture what she's doing. Is she just like one hand behind her head, just kind of like turning at different angles to see what'll work and what'll get his attention. I'm imagining it's a sort of old school pin up thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love that. Well, Robin uh, draws her speech to a close. She says, I can't imagine what my life will, will be like without all of you in it. I mean... Yeah. Oh, so rather say that your life would be a lot better. much improved, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so she officially announces Heather as the new co-captain of the squad, and the extras start extraing. Oh my god! A couple <laughs> of guys apparently shout "Babarama," and hilariously, "What a dish!" <laughs> <laughs> what a dish is something my elderly aunties would say. <laughs> It's so hilarious that they think teen boys, like in 1994, were saying, what a dish. They're catcalling, like, hey, no, what a dish. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, instead of thinking, what the hell? (laughs) Jessica just resents being reminded of Heather. Yes. (laughs) And uh, Lila approaches. I guess the speech is over now, but I wouldn't put it past these bitches to just talk through Robin's speech. That's true. (laughs) Lila asks how the date was the other night and Jessica's like, I was amazing. And, you know, I can't believe that I, like, I never noticed just how incredibly hot Ken was over, you know, all these years. And Lila's basically like, well, you're not alone in suddenly discovering his charms because who could be flirting with him? Well, she looks over uh, to the other side of the pool to see Heather talking to Ken. Uh, they're standing by the table, apparently, at the edge of the pool. Heather's like laughing loudly, gesticulating wildly. Uh, and Jessica is just like, oh, this fucking bitch. She's just like, she's out <laughs> to ruin my life. It's bad enough. She's moving in on my cheerleading domain. Now she has to go after my guy. <laughs> well, Jessica decides she's going to show her who's in charge. <laughs> um, we do learn what Heather is wearing. Now, you will describe it at the end. Uh, Jessica rightly says it is very tacky and it is. <laughs> so she uh, she heads over with a f- sudden feeling of power. Um, she decides she's got to show her who's in charge and she walks into battle. 
does. It's great. But she comes up to Heather and she's like, oh, what a cute little bitty skirt you're wearing. Uh, and she's uh, then Heather takes an opportunity to slag off the shops in Sweet Valley. The nerve. Oh, and, my God. Uh, so she just bought it today. And it was so hard to find anything halfway decent. Like, well, go to Lizette's because it's amazing there. Um, Obviously. But, uh, but yeah, Jessica's just like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And she kind of like smiles at Heather. But then she's like, okay, come on, Ken, why don't we dance? Ken's like, yeah, great idea. So Jessica slides her arm through Ken's. And as she kind of turns, she sort of accidentally bumps into Heather, who is teetering on high heels, tries to regain her balance, but uh, doesn't quite manage to do so. Because uh, also Jessica artfully steps away at this point, which all just sounds wonderfully coordinated. But yeah, she is a cheerleader. You know, she's nimble. She's got it. So uh, yeah, the upshot of all this is that Heather goes sailing into the pool with a huge splash. <laughs> pool push! <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a pool push. It's been ages. And in a way, was it a pool push? Well, she did bump her, I guess. Yeah, it was a pool push. Oh yeah, no. I think this counts as a pool push. <laughs> oh no, it 100% does. So yeah, it's fucking great. Like, love a pool push. It's so Dallas. I'm always here for that. <laughs> Amazing. So of course, Heather surfaces. Her cur- blonde curls are a mess mascara is going down her face and she's like oh I'm so sorry I'm so clumsy sometimes and you're wearing your brand new skirt she goes oh and Heather we're to the wise always wear waterproof mascara to pool parties and she struts off with Ken it's fucking great So later on the dance floor, Todd and Liz are uh, are drifting around the floor, and um, Todd, of course, keeps pointing out. This is so hilarious. Todd's attitude to Jessica again, because uh, he's like, "Oh, you know, it's great him, Ken, and uh, Jessica are together." As you know, I'm not crazy about Jessica. <laughs> As you see with Ken there, double dating could be cool. Like, what? <laughs> Why would you want to hang out with her any more than necessary? <laughs> it's the fact he keeps reminding her, like, your sister's a mad bitch and I hate her. But wouldn't it be great if we could all double date? Why? Why, Todd? Why would you want to do that? Like, it's nice that he's excited for his friend, but it is just so funny every time it's prefaced by, I hate your sister. <laughs> My friend is happy. <laughs> So Liz is like, uh, yeah, it's brilliant there together. Come on, like, can we not just concentrate yeah. on each other tonight? And uh, Liz doesn't know which is stronger, her guilt or her jealousy. So when they end up next to Jessica and Todd to the dance floor, she sees that Jessica and Ken are like about to go in for a smooch. Mm-hmm. So she suddenly goes, why don't we change partners? Oh God. <laughs> insanely, Todd is like, that's a great idea. <laughs> I'd love to hang out with your sister, who I hate. <laughs> who I've just reminded you that I hate. Yeah, so he's like, oh, Ken, can I cut in? So they kind of switch partners. And uh, yeah, so uh, this is all just oh. trying to get an opportunity to talk to Ken. I don't know why she feels like she can never talk to him alone at any point ever. Like, it's just... Or ring him, ring him. It's, she has his so, number. Oh my God, there's so many ways she could get to chat to him. But anyway, this this is what she's chosen. So Ken is like, <laughs> it's a little awkward. And he's like, oh, how have you been? And again, he's kind of kind of avoiding her look and uh, she's like fine it's like now that she'd arranged to dance with Ken she was unable even to speak to him so she's orchestrating the whole thing and now she has nothing to say for herself like it's so cringy and must be so fucking obvious as well the pair of them just sort of like avoiding each other's gaze in the middle of the dance floor and then she runs away crying oh fuck's sake it's so stupid So we cut to later on in the party. Most people are gone by now. Jessica and Ken are sitting by the pool with their feet in the water. And 
And he says how great she looks. And she pretends she's sorry for Heather. And, you know, is, hopes Heather knows it was an accident. And um, Ken's like, well, why wouldn't she? And Jessica's like, oh, you know, uh, in her most innocent voice, <laughs> she says that uh, she think Heather likes her very much. She's very competitive. And, you know, Ken's like, oh, of course, because you're so amazing. And uh, Jessica thanks him. He's like, I just call it like I see it. But then Jessica asks about Liz. Um, things get a little bit awkward. Yeah, because she does wonder, like, you know, speaking of saying things, what did you say to Liz tonight? And Ken does kind of tense up a bit and he's just like, oh, nothing. I didn't say anything to her. Why Why do you ask? And he is being kind of weird and defensive. So Jessica's confused by this and she's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you did anything mean or like upset her or anything. It's just she did run off while she was dancing with you. And I thought you might know what the story was there. But Ken is just like, oh, no, I've, I've no idea. You should, you should probably ask her. So she's just like very confused by this reaction, which is very understandable because like, where is all this coming from? But uh, she just des- decides that probably Liz and Todd are just having a fight or something, yeah. which would be very much par for the course, I'm fair. Oh my God. Yes. So she's like, whatever it is, I'm sure it's not very interesting. I love my sister, <laughs> but she is pretty boring. <laughs> well, Ken's staring off into the distance. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, he's got secret romance on his mind because that's how they express it in this book. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't know. And then Jessica says that Liz has been weird recently and she's been warning Jessica about Ken. And he's suddenly like really interested and is like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What's she saying about me? And of course, Jessica's like, oh no, he's worried that Liz is turning, you know, me off him. So uh, yeah. she's like, oh no, no, don't worry. She's just protective. Uh, she didn't say anything bad about you. It's just, she'd be like this about anybody after Jeremy. And Ken says, she doesn't have anything to worry about. So, uh, he says, look, it's, you know, it's uh, it's after midnight, so I better give you a lift home. And hmm. Jessica doesn't want to leave Ken, but she is feeling unusually tired. Ooh, yeah, she's got kind of like an ache in her shoulders, which apparently she often gets when she's about to be sick or unwell. And she kind of feels like she does need to get some sleep because getting sick now is the last thing she needs. Mm. Um, but yeah, she doesn't want to leave Ken. Uh, but yeah, she just, there is just a little twinge of something that she's just not feeling 100% at the moment. Yeah. So soon afterwards, the girls all bid farewell to Robin. The cheerleaders are all emotional. Jessica's glad Heather is there to spoil it because uh, <laughs> she barely knows Robin. And she, if she hadn't been booted into a pool, she'd be probably faking her own tears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the next day, Liz lies by the pool while Jessica works on some new cheers for the squad. And Liz is in kind of an optimistic mood. Yeah, she's decided she's just going to forget about uh, what happened with her and Ken uh, and decides that, look, whatever he and Jessica get up to is out of her control. Mm. Besides, she already had a terrific boyfriend who she loved. So uh, she kind of realizes, look, she gave herself an opportunity to properly talk to Ken. She blew it. Mm. So she thinks maybe she just doesn't like him as much as she thought she did. And she was just overthinking the whole thing. Yeah. So Jessica is all enthusiastic about the cheers she's been working on. (laughs) She's working on one that has a salsa influence Mm -hmm. yeah I mean Mm. sure (laughs) salsa influence why not (laughs) so um, she uh, performs this cheer and Liz Payne's interest and claps at the end even though she doesn't give a shit and Jessica says could you tell that it had a salsa influence (laughs) and says I tried to add a few dance steps and rhythms that I saw in that movie I rented about salsa dancing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? 
<laughs> well, there's lies. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, great salsa rhythms. <laughs> great job. <laughs> so she thinks she's glad that Jessica isn't letting Heather get to her. I mean, Jessica did push Heather into a swimming pool last night. <laughs> Quite <laughs> publicly. <laughs> I don't think she's not <laughs> letting her get to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Jessica says that uh, she's chill about Heather now and it's all because of Ken um, oh. or at least partly because of Ken because he's boosted her confidence and plus he doesn't fa- fancy Heather and Liz this is what she just sounds completely unhinged it's like well it sounds like maybe you're just friends oh for god's sake yeah yeah, and Jessica's kind of annoyed now. And she's like, yeah, we are friends, but like, we're also more than just friends, like quite clearly. Uh, and she says, you know, I think we're getting pretty serious. And Liz is like, one date is not exactly serious. And like, she knows she's bursting Jessica's bubble, but can't help it. And it's it's so mean, like, because Jessica's so excited about this. And Liz just keeps trying to insist that yeah. maybe he doesn't actually like you and you actually are just friends and you're misreading <laughs> this whole situation. <laughs> like, it would actually be less damaging to Jessica psychologically if you just said, do you know what? I mean, Ken had a bit of a thing, or even you know what you I actually used to really fancy him, or something to explain mm-hmm. it. Because otherwise, it just looks like you're being really mean for no reason. Because like she keeps saying, "Oh, I don't want you to get hurt," but Jessica reminds her, "What? But you know him. We like I've yeah. known him since kindergarten, and so have you. <laughs> like you know he's not like gonna mess me around." Mm-hmm. And then Liz just comes out and says, "Look, I don't think you're a good match." <laughs> Like she stops pretending it's just concern for Jessica's emotional well-being. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, she's just like, you could never work as a couple. And like, Jessica's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so again, Liz is like, oh, you know, you're a lot more fun than he is. He's a really serious guy. Um, and Jessica's like, okay, well, first of all, that's not true. But also, yeah. she's like, you know... <laughs> She's like, well, you know, what about opposites attract? She's like, look at you and me and points out that obviously her and Liz are really different, but get along most of the time. But yeah, again, Liz is just like, you know, it might seem great now, but anything could happen. And Jessica's just like, I really wish you'd stop raining on my parade. And I do feel bad for Jess here because it is just real spiteful coming from Liz all this. Yeah, that's just the thing. It feels mean. Yeah. And it's really obvious, like... I mean, Jessica does point out that it's really weird, but um, yeah. I wish she would interrogate a bit, you know, Liz a bit more about where this is coming from. Hmm. But I guess she's concentrating on her salsa influence chair. There you go. She's busy. <laughs> and after dinner, she writes, I don't know if this is the salsa one or is this another one because she's working on it after dinner, but it is, we gotta fight, fight with all our might. We gotta dance, dance and take a chance. We gotta win, win and do a spin. Oh my God, that was amazing. You were on the squad. <laughs> Thank you. That's all it takes. I'll sit with the nerds at lunchtime tomorrow. <laughs> I hope you've got your overalls ready because the, oh, oh. the green and purple stripes are open. <laughs> I am literally wearing Lucy and Yak uh, dungaree, corduroy dungarees right now. So I'm already in my... You're way ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sort of a very dark petrol blue though. It's not oh, green and okay. purple stripes. But they probably do a green and purple striped ones. You know what? Awesome. Probably. As long as you can pull off a funky national anthem, you are good to go. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> doing a, a rap beat and we're laughing. Oh. <laughs> Charlotte Connie Abbott <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
Jessica, despite her amazing cheer, <laughs> is not feeling great. And uh, she realizes her glands are a little bit swollen and it mm. hurts when she swallows. That's the oh, worst no. sign. You know something's hitting oh, when your throat yeah. starts to go. But uh, she gets lost in a reverie. <laughs> As they so often do, especially <laughs> Jessica. So yes, she's drifting into a daydream about leading her squad to the state championship. But it doesn't end there because not <gasps> only do her squad become state champions, they go on to nationals and become champions of the entire country. And apparently the best part of the daydream was that Heather was disqualified from the squad because none of the judges liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pettiness of that oh, detail. So petty. So when, apparently then in the daydream when Jessica's being photographed and interviewed by dozens of journalists. Ken comes running up to proclaim his love. So Jessica like looks out over the crowd and sees Heather sobbing her eyes out. <laughs> Sadly, Alice interrupts this magnificent daydream as <laughs> she asks Jessica if she's okay because she keeps coughing apparently and she mm. urges her to take some vitamin C to sort of boost her immune system and Jessica reluctantly gulps down the the vitamin tablet and thinks I guess the more vitamins the better after all I need all my strength to lead us to the nationals sometimes dreams do come true <laughs> and that is where we are going to leave. Jessica quits the squad. Oh my God. It's so nice to be back in fun, silly, stupid storylines. Oh, <laughs> isn't it? No kidnappers, no child molesters. It's <laughs> delightful. It is. It's a nice little break to uh, to just, yeah, slightly more old school, sweet valley silliness. Well, speaking of some classic moves, do you have some outfits for us? I do, yes. So the outfits for this first half of the book, of which there are quite a few. Yeah, um, there were loads. Mm, so like early on in the book, when they are at the uh, Victory Barbecue on the beach, uh, Jessica's wearing a yellow halter sundress, uh, but she whips it off when they go swimming to reveal a new white bikini she's wearing. <laughs> of course. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lila is in school at one point she's wearing a tight purple mini dress which does feel very on brand for Lila like purple is so her color. yes yes that's true that's a that's an old school Lila very style so. moment yeah, it really is uh, Heather's outfit when she turns up in school is fucking hilarious oh my so god she's wearing skin tight <laughs> skin tight designer blue jeans uh, a white silk blouse Okay, she's on the silk train, so she's she's fitting in very well already. No wonder um, she's so popular straight away. Well, That's what I mean, it was. It. Instant results when you wear a mm. silk blouse. So apparently the blouse looks tailored and elegant. Uh, she's wearing expensive looking black loafers with no socks. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but I do. It's just so funny. Uh, her jewellery consists of gold earrings, a gold bracelet and a gold choker. Apparently they're all from a line that Jessica recognised from one of the most exclusive jewellery catalogues she'd seen at Lila's house. But just, <laughs> she's so a fucking divorcee. Like, oh my what, is, what is this outfit on a, is she 16 or 17? She might be a senior actually. So maybe she's <laughs> You know what? Either way, what the fuck is she wearing? <laughs> she's a senior in the other sense of the word. Yes. <laughs> she's not even a young executive on her day off. She's like a senior executive or retiree. She's getting the early bird at the dairy burger. <laughs> Honest to God. Um, 
So then we have Elizabeth's date outfit. Uh, the double denim, as mentioned, consists oh of de- denim shirt and blue jeans. Uh, she's got her hair um, pulled back in a barrette. And apparently uh, Todd is like doing it for Todd, basically. He's, he's loving this look on her. And she's just like, oh God, you never calm down. <laughs> um, Jessica's outfit that she buys, uh, that Liz is giving out to her about, uh, she's wearing it to Robin's going away party. So mm-hmm. it's a peach linen mini dress. Ooh. Which, yeah. fits yeah. more it, 80s, but... It kind of is. The peach, definitely. And like the linen seems like a slightly odd choice for a mini dress. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, then finally we have Heather's outfit that she wears when she gets unceremoniously shoved in the pool. So she's wearing high heels, which we already knew. Uh, yes. yes there's, there's also a super oh. tight pink mini skirt uh, and a white halter top. So that's... Uh, 1995, come on. Like, yeah. it's it's a little bit Barbie, but... Mm, but 80s. It just seems very 80s mm, to me. Very 80s. Yeah, it's 80s mm-hmm. Barbie. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Is, is that it for the first half? Uh, that is a lot. It's a lot, isn't it? Like that's more than we would have got in just regular books back along. Especially in yeah. recent times when we haven't done mm. any fun parties or anything. Oh God, when everyone's too busy being fucking tied to chairs and <laughs> bitten to death by bats <laughs> <laughs> and run off the road. <laughs> There's no time for fun dresses then. <laughs> Certainly is not. More important things in their minds. Indeed. <laughs> well, Listeners, let us know what you thought of part one of Jessica Quits the Squad. You know where to find us. I mean, probably not on what was Twitter because it has, it's been a cesspit for a while, but I swear to God, I can't even, like, I've, I've erased the app from my home screen of my phone because I just oh, yeah, I need can't to take it anymore. Yeah. Like, like uh, the account is still there. We'll still check it every so often. And so we are... Hang it in there for now, but like, mm. yeah, it's it's not it's not going to be the most active of things. So Instagram mm. is probably the best place to catch us. Well, yes, because we are on uh, on Twitter at SVH Podcast, and uh, and you can email us too. Yes, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram where uh, you had thoughts about uh, Deadly Christmas. Uh, shout out to everybody, by the way. M- many people uh, DM'd to say that you also owned the Fisher-Price A-frame <laughs> and some of you still have yours and I'm very jealous. There was uh, so much love for the Fisher-Price A-frame. <laughs> I just, it's so funny the things that become the uh, the talking points after an episode and that was definitely one of them. <laughs> Fisher-Price a-frames turnips like we can never tell what's going to take <laughs> off but <laughs> it's so unpredictable honestly all part of the fun um, a lot of relief mm. that this is over yeah mostly just a huge sigh of relief in the comments mm. that this fucking miniseries finally came to an end and also thank you to everybody who pointed out the various um, crimes that were actually committed because we were wondering why Sue would really be in trouble and like yes. faking a kidnapping is of course you know fraud and <laughs> not to be taken lightly yeah. so yeah that was uh, that was obvious in hindsight but at the time yeah. we were just so confused by everything so thank you for everybody uh, getting back to us on that <laughs> indeed well the crimes do not have a hugely satisfying Denouement because uh, as Nery Siren pointed out, I do kind of love that Jeremy is such a loser villain that he gets caught off screen driving himself into a ditch and trying to do a fast getaway <laughs> on an icy road. Honestly, it's exactly the kind of Denouement he deserves. He's no Marco after all. Just excellent point. 10 out of 10. I fully agree. <laughs> 
Um, Miriam Crozier made a very good point when she said, the longer this series has gone on, the more convinced I am that it's that it's been written like a game of consequences. Now, if anyone there hasn't played consequences, it's the game where you write a first line or, a, you know, a name and then you fold it over and somebody else writes the next bit and fold it over. So you never know what you're responding to. Um, so she thought it would have written uh, that somebody writes a chapter, seals it up, sends it on to the next writer who has to hope that their chapter follows on reasonably well. <laughs> that actually would explain a lot. Oh my God, it honestly would. It really would. Um, I did like uh, Jen B's Guild's pointed out that uh, now that this exhausting 17 part trilogy is complete, uh, she had a thought about something that had not left her brain since that particular episode aired. So since Jeremy was faking various personas, who knows if he even has parents, did he buy the koala sweatshirts and send them as wedding gifts himself? Was his story that his parents were in Australia, but he actually knows very little about Australia, so his brain immediately went to koalas and he rushed over to the Sweet Valley Mall and purchased them. It would explain the mystery around a couple of grown adults deciding matching koala sweatshirts were an appropriate wedding gift, which is such a good point. <laughs> that would explain a lot. Seriously, I mean, like, we, yeah, we, we never figured out what the hell was going on with anybody's parents, really. In the, no! In the, what was his name? Phil Schmidt was a red herring. They kept bringing him up. Oh, my God. And was he really that unbothered by, like, the overdose attempt and all that stuff? Like, it was just, there's a lot of loose ends, I still, like, still with that thing. But also, I just never want to go back to it. I was just going to say, <laughs> please don't tie them up, listeners, or ghost writers. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> listeners, feel free to tie, tie oh, them sure. up and write us some fan fiction. But, um... <laughs> Um, you know, fancy and go. I'm glad you let that one lie. Though I am wondering what happened to Robbie November. Yeah, Thanks. I can't believe I had fully memory hold of that man until you mentioned him there in this episode. <laughs> I just, it never occurred to me that he should, you know, by all rights, be in this book too, as Lila's long term <laughs> boyfriend. But no, not a peep. The pixie chick made a good point. She said Jessica at the end of the series singed and leaving the hospital um, for smoke <laughs> inhalation, heading to the mistletoe madness dance is Veronica Sawyer in the final scene of Heather's vibes. Oh my god, just that's so perfect. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> so I mean, there's no way that Heather Malone is not named after the Heathers. The Heathers, you're right. I imagine her looking like Heather Chandler, like oh. entirely the whole time I was reading it. And I think yes. when I first read it back in the day. So, uh, mm. yeah, there's uh, Heather seemed to have been sort of late 80s, early 90s default bitch name. So oh, apologies to all the real Heathers. Oh, sure. <laughs> yes, but it really is one of those just kind of like, yeah, she's kind of bitchy. She's probably blonde. <laughs> Type of names. <laughs> uh, Lady Zana 1 pointed out that both series, Marco and this one, take place at Christmas. She said, I'd like to think they're happening at the same time. Marco's in the room next to Jeremy's. He's laying on his bed, looking at his pictures of Sue and Jessica in the boarding house, a pillow over his head while next door, Marco breaks chairs and stabs at the walls. <laughs> Jeremy's thinking, what the hell's going on over there? Can't you keep it down? I'm trying to scheme in here, for God's sake. I love that image so much. Oh my God. Oh, everyone also played a fucking blinder as usual with the old uh, tag yourself thread because K.W. Thomas books kicked it off spectacularly saying, tag yourself, I'm the Whitman Thomases wondering why we're now crammed into Mona's apartment instead of her beautiful home in Calico Drive. <laughs> 
<laughs> Plucky insolent said, I'm the secret diary of Annie Whitman that explains everything. And my stepsister Cheryl was friends with Sue in New York. How, after I confided to Cheryl about Cher- Jessica's bullying, driving me to uh, attempt suicide, that Cheryl suggested to Sue and her new fiancé Jeremy the idea of coming to Sweet Valley to secure her inheritance. How Jeremy could also break down Jessica's heart and maybe her hymen. <laughs> and that would teach her to call me the wrong kind of girl. It was my suggestion to Sue that was after my own horrible experience, the quality of pills to take, hoping to remind Jessica of the pain she caused before. Alas, Jessica's too shallow to remember what she did to me. Our parents took us to Costa Rica for a photo shoot, asking the Beckwiths to house it. How I was able to take the calls for Jeremy in Costa Rica and not to all the Sesame Street I watched growing up. I disguised my voice when answering Jessica's phone call. <laughs> As usual, Jessica prevailed. But I'm not done yet. Maybe I need to get back at Jessica another day. Give me an or. Give me an E. Give me a V E N G E. That Good comment Lord. is better written and more thought out than that entire seven book series was. <laughs> like, incredible. I mean, how can we top this? A oh, lot of people said Jesus. it all makes sense. And I think yeah. it does. It really does. That's fully checks out that is so good <laughs> well thank you everybody for getting in touch we absolutely love hearing from you and I'm only sorry we can't read out every comment but um, we uh, we do of course read and enjoy them all and we're so glad that you are still with us after the yes <laughs> after the Jeremy never ending saga God, thank you for bearing with us through all of that and then us just like running off for two weeks to not do any new main feed episodes but um, yes we're all we're all back to normal now so Jesus there we go <laughs> we did it you guys <laughs> and of course if you don't want to go more than a week without some sweet valley nonsense in your ear holes <laughs> <laughs> So it is really unseasonably hot in a slightly terrifying climate change here today. <laughs> so um, I was not prepared for this room that I'm recording in to be quite so stuffy. So I feel I'm in that sort of summer feverish mode now. <laughs> the delirium is setting in. It is. But I'm not too delirious to tell you that you can get us every week by uh, signing up to Headstuff Plus. Yes, if you head on over to the uh, new and improved headstuffpodcast.com, mm-hmm. you can sign up and become a member. Uh, yeah, you can sign up for as little as five euro a month and doing so gets you the access to all the bonus content on the network for all the other brilliant podcasts. But uh, yeah, you obviously will also get access to our bonus content, which is, of course, our Pi Beta Alpha series, where we're chatting about the TV show in the uh, off weeks between uh, Double Love episodes. And we're having a great time. It's such good crack over there. And uh, yeah, the clubhouse is jumping. It is. And, you know, if you look at your main feed for uh I guess two weeks ago, we gave you their their take our recap, um, which we aired last year in Pi Beta Alpha, um, their take on this very book. Yes, so, it was. So yeah, that episode was the War of the Pom Poms, but it is pretty much the Jessica quits the squad storyline. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was it's, just a a fun a fun take on that, squished into like twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you get to see the uh, terrible on screen Ken who I think we're both still traumatized by. I I do not speak of him. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be back in two weeks and one day because (laughs) our next episode is not part two of Jessica Quits the Squad, but do not worry. It will be a brand new full recap 
because it's our live show. Oh my God, the Halloween special. It's going to be live. It's going to be great crack. And yeah, so because we're recording it on the Thursday, it actually will be released on the main feed just like one day late. So it'll be out on the Friday that week. Um, So yeah, if you haven't got your tickets yet, you can get ones for the live stream. If you aren't comfortable with crowds yet or you're in a different time zone, all of these things are yes. very much the case for some people. So yeah, you can get tickets for the live stream uh, or yeah, we've links up on... Um, on Instagram and in our bio and stuff. And we yeah. post them again anyway once this goes out. But there's, I think, at the time of recording, we think there's still like a handful of in-person tickets left. Very um, few, but you mm, might yeah. get one. So if you've been dilly-dallying about yeah. it, now <laughs> yeah. is the time. I would say get on that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, do join us if you can. It's it's going to be great crack. We're going to be talking about... <laughs> oh God, I can never remember the name of it. It's such a nothing title. No place... No place to hide. Yes. Yeah. The not a ghost one. Not a ghost. Nicholas Morrow and not a ghost. I <laughs> am excited. <laughs> and we will have special guest Amy Clarkin with us. So, you know, it's going to be a bag of cans kind of night. Oh so, my God. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> you can bring a bag of cans. I mean, it's kind of a BYOB situation oh, with the audience oh. as well. So, yeah. Oh, that's true. Maybe we should double check that, but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I think it was the last time. It was so the last time. You're I feel right. confident in saying yeah. that, uh, that you can. And we do urge you to dress for the occasion. <gasps> That's right. We're having a costume competition. I keep forgetting that we're doing that. That's going to be so fun. Uh, yeah, we're going full Lila Fowler in, in Fowler Crest and we're having a costume competition. So come dressed as your favourite characters, moments, whatever way you want to be done with that. If you want to come as one Bruce one, fucking great. We would love to see you. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, we cannot wait. Um, we would like to see, uh, I mean, maybe have to get a scene, like a famous, you know, a classic moment, just a general vibe. Um, whatever Sweet Valley related look you're, uh, you're, you're pondering all, you know, the rules are, are very broad. So the rules are, there are no rules. Just indeed. Yeah. Let your imagination run wild. It's going to be great fun. Yeah. And we do have, um, a little prize in store for, uh, for the best dressed. So it's, yes. uh, it's just, uh, it's going to be great fun. It will be very fun. Um, so we will see our Pi Beta Alpha siblings in the, uh, in the clubhouse next week. I'm very excited about this episode. It's called My Fair Shred. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. Lila oh. and Jessica are going to try and make Shred into a fancy gentleman. Come on. Oh. Heck, we resist. Come on. I mean, Jesus. I, yes, I'm in 100%. <laughs> I can't wait to get stuck into that. <laughs> and uh, if you have not yet joined us, you know where to go. Headstuffpodcasts.com to sign up and get access to our full back catalogue in a special feed now, which should have all your, um, uh, both our, both our new, ep- like our main feed episodes mm. and our PBA feed um, episodes. So uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, like, there's 50 something episodes at this stage I think oh my god probably like we're oh like we're halfway through the third season so like yeah there's like yeah. 22 episodes in each one so yeah so it's a good whack of stuff there so yeah there is content aplenty <laughs> if you want to get stuck into it and if you liked the idea of the Sweet Valley High lads shouting what a dish <laughs> as Heather you will love the extras in the TV show because they love a random slightly awkward sounding hoosh oh my god they are interjecting left right and centre it's tremendous fun <laughs> well we will see uh, see our siblings in the in the in the clubhouse 
mm-hmm. in one week when we find out what happens when Lila and Jessica transform my fair shred. But we will see you all and see some of you in person. I can't wait. <laughs> in two weeks and one day's time. Yeah. And one day. <laughs> when we find out what happens. I mean, maybe the police have finally caught up with them. When Nicholas Morrow happens. <laughs> no place to hide. Not before time, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.